What you doing here? Don't you have practice? Not anymore. I quit. Oh. Well, since when are you the quitting kind? I don't know. I just don't see the point anymore. So you didn't make the dress list. There are greater tragedies in the world. I wanted to run out of that tunnel for my dad to prove to everyone prove that I worked. What? That I was somebody. Oh, you are so full of crap. You're five feet nothing, a hundred and nothing, and you got hardly a speck of athletic ability. And you hung in with the best college football team in the land for two years. And you're also going to walk out of here with a degree from the University of Notre Dame. In this lifetime, you don't have to prove nothing to nobody except yourself. And after what you've gone through, if you haven't done that by now, it ain't going to never happen. And welcome, 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 welcome. And are you ready for some football with the podcast that uh, does, I think, what it says in the tin? Yeah, it's best film ever. My name's Ian. I'm Ethan. And I'm Georgia. Hey, there we are. I'm going to have to get used to the... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> we, we after I, I don't know if we mentioned this georgia despite upgrading georgia's microphone months ago <laughs> we were able to use it once and we did make much ballyhoo about it and then there was a audio gremlins came in and we've been unable since to use that microphone and now um i got it back yeah i spent a couple of minutes Ooh. and managed to fix it today so that should hopefully be a positive step but i think the giggle was because i was said my name as i was like reaching around in my bag and i have hand i'm hands free this is brilliant <laughs> this is absolutely brilliant yeah i guess because unlike i should mention this because liam and i have microphones where they're attached to arms which are on this dining room table that i have <laughs> uh uh gerrymandered into into a, into a podcast studio. table and I, think it, I think it does all right it if i'm being honest yeah oh hang on yeah. like of a light, yeah, we have the recording light on. And then this week, Ethan's debuting his new microphone. Woo! Yeah. So sounds uh, nice, actually. Yeah, we've done we've 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 done okay. Um, as we're almost entirely road stream. The exception would be the headphones that are on my head, the headphones that Ethan has on right now. But outside of that, pretty much everything we've got it's is road. is road. <laughs> Megan's not down here today. She's uh, she was unable. She ran into some issues. I thought I found a. Uh, an online platform by which you can watch the film without doing that that pesky paying for it thing. <laughs> and she has she has actually even rented it. She just couldn't. Watch yeah, it. and so Megs ran into issues where she tried to give herself time to watch it, and the, the recording wasn't uh, playing ball, <laughs> so to speak. Um, so uh, unfortunately, she is. I guess we could say in football parlance, she's not going to dress for today's game. <laughs> She is not. She did not run through the tunnel. Whereas uh, Liam is, uh, he's still getting ready for his show. He's getting ready he's in, the, in, a, in a production of Chitty 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 Bang Bang. Almost one too many chitties. Chitty 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 Bang. Which bang. sounds like another <laughs> adjective I could use, uh, which I'm sure won't apply to the show whatsoever. Um, but uh, it's a fun one to try and say. So he won't be with us today, and it's going to be a few weeks. And uh, George, this is your last week for a few weeks as well. Yeah, yeah, because you're not here next week. I'm not. I mean, the following week. I don't have any of you theater going people. No, I'm hoping I'll have Ethan. I'll and, be here. And we I got, got nothing else. And I got a special guest lined up. Ooh. Yeah. So, so that should be all right. I know what we're doing there. And the big one is though for next week. 
I don't even know what next week's pick is yet. No, that's no, exciting. it's exciting. We have uh, what we've done, and we'll leave it to the end of the episode. But we have asked our Patreon backers, yeah, if they could each, um, if they could uh, nominate a film that we could put into a spinning wheel of random chance. Mm-hmm. And of course, if you're of uh, the, the higher tiers, we said you get one, two, or three nominations based mm-hmm. on your whatever. You can put all of your nominations on the same film, or you can nominate three or two of the same film. Sorry, uh, d- different films. Yeah. And so uh, I don't know what the answer to that's going to be. I did have to get a hold of some people, and I'll talk more about that as we get to that part of the show. But uh, last week here at the BFE, we did School of Rock. Yeah. 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 And uh, we're hoping this week, maybe the next fortnight, we're going to do a see it or skip it on the Netflix series Wrestlers. It's a documentary series that follows uh, Ohio Valley Wrestling. So... Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, at one point they were WWE's uh, legitimate minor leagues before they created NXT. Oh, okay. So uh, it's sort of seen them and one of the, and an old um, attitude era WWE wrestler now turned promoter as he tries to keep this place afloat. And it's so it's really interesting. It was the BBC Studios and um, sort of oh, okay, yeah. produced it. So yeah, yeah. it's a high quality. Yeah. So it's really, really interesting to see kind of that side of it and uh, lots of things to say. So I'm hoping Liam and I find an opportunity for us to, I was like, hey, let's do it. And then I found that he has like no time. <laughs> One of the times he pitched me was during the day and we had to go, okay, I'm a teacher. That's unlikely to happen. <laughs> did he forget that no no he did go he did go you're probably going to be in school right i think you're safe to guess that yes i will be monday through friday i'm not i'm not available (laughs) between the hours of 7 30 a.m and about 4 30 (laughs) p.m so there we go and he's just he's spoken for mostly but we might be able to get to wednesday evening so that might be a possibility so i'm looking forward to hopefully that'll happen so folks if you see a drop you know what's happened uh, there, I've made a lot of conversations about uh, the Patreon. Let's introduce them, our friends of the podcast, who help keep the literal lights on here at the Studio of Awesomeness and keep us decked in upgraded audio equipment. Ooh, we're, talking, road. Yeah, we're talking about Julene, <laughs> Hermes, yeah. Lena Overholzer, Anthony and Davies, Yay. Chris Peterson. I don't have the energy for this. Woo-hoo. Randall, what's your handle, what's Silva? What's your handle? Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. The Yeetmeister. Yeet. Reverend Bruce. Aww. Nate the Great. Nate the Great. Andy Dixon. Andy Dixon. Holly Callan. Hi, Holly. Cheesy. With the fish on a bike. Our resident, our resident curmudgeon. It's Richard. It's Richard. Uh, <laughs> the cool cat himself. My cool cat. Dirk, but his friends call him. Diggler. The shy guy himself, shy burger friend. Them. Shy guy. Shy guy. Yeah, he's a little Stu shy guy from the Stu World Blum. Order uh, <laughs> podcast. Hi, Stu. SWO. Norfolk Domus. And of course, we finish the list with AJ from AJ. Nova Scotia. So if you want to know how you can uh, help keep the lights on a studio of awesomeness, keep that sweet, sweet BFE content coming to the microphone to your ears most of the time around two times a week, uh, please consider joining the Patreon. You can get in the door for as little as three British pounds. That's less than four US dollars, about five bucks Canadian. Other currencies are available. For instance... Am I supposed to ask how much it is in Singaporean yen or something like that? Uh, yen will be Japan, oh. Japan, which would be 541. Oh, well, but, but it's about three and a half euros. Oh, Thought I looked that up because we do pretty well in Western Europe. So I thought I would just uh, mention that. I believe I, I, I believe the shy guy is from is from Europe somewhere. So is Lena Oberholzer. Yes, so she is. So there we go. So we have a couple people who probably already pay in euros. euros. <laughs> there we go. 
So uh, there we go. So uh, you're uh, going to want to be listening to what I'm saying here. <laughs> uh, I was looking at charts this week. We had a big week in South Africa. So for oh, what it's worth, the people of South Africa, thanks a lot for listening to the BFE. We really appreciate you. Uh, and, and we do try and say, hey, look, whenever we upgrade something based on the Patreon, we, we want to make sure that we mention that because what, yeah. what, what, what do your funds go to? They help literally keep the pod on the air. And when we're lucky enough that we can scrounge and count our pennies and dimes and we'll have dimes here, but 10 pence pieces and five pence pieces. It's not really as cool as saying nickels and quarters and dimes. I've never heard the term copper used. I've that's never what, heard that's that. one piece and I've, two I've, piece. The, pe- the people who are on the side of the road, I've heard it referred to them as. No, coppers, one piece and two piece, because that's what they're made out of. They're the coins, are the brown, dark coins, aren't they? They're made of copper. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm not saying it wasn't back in, like, Charles no, Dickens' time. No, sure. to that. Sure. You know what? You know what? You're, I believe you. You're, you're entirely right. Don't do that. No, you are. You did that in the Patreon channel. You're right about. You took three beers. No, no. For you to compliment me. What? Okay, so so, so honestly, so what happened here was someone mentioned, someone saw that, I think it was Dwayne Smith. Saw that, saw that Carrie was trending and said that he thought that Georgia had got famous. I think my initial response was, oh, geez, doesn't she wish? Or something to that effect. <laughs> don't tell Georgia she's not or something Okay, like don't that, tell her yeah. she's not. And uh, he went, well, to me she is. And then I sat here and went to myself. On, on pint number three, on a Friday night, <laughs> uh, feeling pretty good about myself and life in general, and went, you know what? No, no, no. Absolutely. We've, we've got a nice, little, a nice little community we've got here and a little bit of notoriety. And, uh, and who am I to extinguish, extinguish the, uh, <laughs> the optimism on that? You know what I'm saying? So yeah. there I went. You know what? I, I've seen, that's where I went. I've seen the error of my ways, yeah. uh, which then led to you saying that you th- sounds like I've been hacked. That I'd no, that I had hacked the yes. BFE account as and said that. Yeah, yeah, no, I was like, no, no, no. I'm just, uh, I'm just, uh, I just get it. But I was three pints in, so probably a little more likely to <laughs> to do something along those lines. Yeah. So uh, we've got. I'm going to put it out there in the universe. We are accepting questions again for the mailbag. So if there's a question Whoa. you want to know about us here at the BFE, Ethan's going to scrounge the internet for the hashtags Ask BFE or BFE Mailbag. So no, go he ahead. Needs to scrounge for both of them. Yeah, yeah. He's going. Sorry, he's going to scrounge for both of them. You can use <laughs> you one. Can use of, well, to be fair, most weeks he use he both. does just scrounge for one of them. But uh, <laughs> let's just uh, go ahead. Use. I think Ask BFE is it's less. It makes sense. It's less, so easy. why not use that? So it gives you more room for your tweet. So that'll be on the Twitter. We are uh, we are at Best of Buffer Pod, but you can just use the hashtag AskBFE, and uh, Ethan will be able to track it down, or at least I can track it down and then complain <laughs> at Ethan whilst on the microphone about why he missed this. So Either that, way, it'll get heard in some way. It will get heard. But if you get to Amy get berated, maybe it's more enjoyable. Maybe it is more enjoyable. Ethan, I just have a really quick question. Are you sure you've got that the right way around? I, I hope so. Is there like open mic all the way around it? Is there like is there a, yeah. if it's the backside? Is it because it, it's not, not sounding as uh, as crit as as it got studio a on it like mine has? Yeah, about the about audios. about the Polaroid pattern yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah, See, I'm just. Curious. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna mute myself and check because I've got it because uh, it's a fancy little road, so it means that my headphones plug in. Yeah. So my brain went. Headphone plug must face me because that makes sense. It would I'm make sense. Around, just take yeah. a look and see if there's any different Polaroid patterns because I'm. I just think it's a little. It sounds a little less than I was thinking. So go ahead and give that a listen. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, I will now go ahead and, and install just for a small sort of time as I move backwards into the uh, thing because we're gonna do some reflections and corrections. That's a really actually the mic sounds really good. This one, yours. I'm really happy with this. Yeah, yeah it sounds really good now. Now that the gremlins are gone. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really, really happy because it saves my little itchy brain 
having to like move into a because oh. I don't sit still when I'm doing this. No, I'm, I'm a fidgeter. Which you, you, if this you is now ever need, recorded, it would be an absolute nightmare. The downside is to be you now need to realize you're you're audible at all times. Yeah, I think I think I'm I think I'm okay. I just need to get into like show mode, as in like you know when you're on stage and you've got a microphone on your face like this, haven't you? Yeah. Because I've I, we've probably not. I don't think we've actually said I've got a like a face, as in like a. George has got a Britney Spears mic. But it doesn't look like a Britney Spears mic. It's okay. It's better than that. No, it looks like you work at like. It looks, looks like you work for a road at their like, <laughs> customer support <laughs> That's probably center. Probably what they use. To be fair, um, but yeah, no. So it means that I've got my hands free and I can move wherever I want to because I am a fidgeter. So there we are. Helpful. Um, so we've got some. Uh, I think we said reflections and, and corrections. corrections. Ian's personal thoughts. It's mm. kind of what the first thing is always now. I go ahead and put it down there. Because often I forget that, to do oh, the personal ref- thoughts. Oh, it's a reflection. Come on, George. I, I, I want to talk about something from two weeks ago, which was um, Hateful Eight with Juleen. Mm-hmm. Hello, Juleen. Ended Ooh. up setting, you know, the Hide the Day One record destroyed the seven-day record. Yeah. Like 15% more than any previous seven-day count. And it's the only episode in 195 as of today yeah. where I've screwed up the, hey, welcome, 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 <laughs> welcome, welcome on the opening so you can't hear it because of the way I've done the I audio. I remember you saying about that. So yeah. I'm like, I need to, le- I can upload a fixed file and then that's fine. It'll, re- it'll replace it. But if people have it to download this month's episodes, it'll Does automatically it? download it again, again. And I don't want to um, artificially inflate yeah, the numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want our numbers to be true. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. So I will go ahead and do that. But it's the one person might be going, I really like this. Don't know who the two people talking to me are, but I really <laughs> like this. <laughs> so there we go. Uh, Hopefully this, they've come back to another. I was talking about ceilings and floors. Mm-hmm. School of Rock might be closer to a floor. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, day one was okay, but it, man, it's got like no casual appeal. Like the last two days, if the if the episode was a ship at sea, it would just be sitting there waiting for a waiting for a breeze. Yeah, I guess School of Rock's not really a film that people are like, yeah, this is the best film. This is the, my film. This is what I watch all the time. There's not that sort of. Yeah, I guess the it, question so. is, you know, who's our clientele, and do we have more of those hardcore? I'm into film, 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 films than yeah. than I realized. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Um, or maybe, you know, maybe people didn't see Liam's name on the listing and went, th- that's I'm done. That's what it is, yeah. <laughs> Liam no, 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 what they saw was that I was back, and they went, oh, <laughs> Liam listened to it, left us some very kind feedback, and said, uh, he thinks, thinks we always sound so good in his absence, and I believe my exact word, he said, maybe you're better without me, and my exact words to him were, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> A rare Ian swear. I'm like, I'm like, if, if you're looking for, like, that sort of, like, oh, I'm a, I need a little bit of boosted. No, no, we're not we're not better without Liam. We're different without Liam, but we're not better yeah, without definitely. Liam. So with that being said. For each dynamic, though. So. Hello, Liam. Hi, Liam. Hi, Liam. Uh, there we are. Hope your rehearsal's going well. I hear you're getting some costumes tonight. Have fun with that. Yeah. So, um... There we are. my mic sound? I switched it about. I've discovered there's a light which tells me if I'm too loud or too quiet. And yeah, that should be either facing green. you. Yeah. Yeah, so, so it's the right way around now. He's stupid. <laughs> oh, that seems all right. Yeah. Uh, it's weird. Maybe it's just the way you've got You're just sitting. Maybe it's, just to see, maybe it's the room you're in. I don't know. Is it's there a, strange a dial one. for different... Is there like little different shapes on it? Like one might be a circle. Mine might be two inter- intersecting circles. One it's just a lot of circles. I tried before, and it just made it louder for me, but no one else. It, it, so I'm just going to assume the three of them actually yeah. depends on which parts of the microphone mm. activate and which parts of it mm. ignore. Yeah. So uh, plus, I'm in a different room today. You, yeah, that could be a thing too. So yeah, I'm in my bedroom today because my girlfriend's masters. Uh, uh, one of her projects is like due for Wednesday, so it's now an art studio. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> 
Uh, where are we at here? Uh, Dwayne Smith. I wish Megan was here to hear this. Because he responded with last week's episode with, I'm not sure what I'm listening to right now. Hashtag BFE. I'm not sure what I'm feeling right now. Hashtag BFE does ASMR. Hashtag <laughs> Megs. What was Megs doing? You were here last week. Megs yeah. had her. Uh, oh, her husky voice. Hello, everybody. <laughs> it was, she sounded better today. I am here to review movies. <laughs> It sounds more like you're here to bring justice to Gotham City. <laughs> I should have come next to do. We made some jokes about that last week. Should have been like, <laughs> hit me. <laughs> <laughs> Just ask her if she's the, the, the hero the city deserves. <laughs> I'm the hero they want. Actually, I think I'm doing more like the uh, how it should have ended Batman. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to know my secret identity? <laughs> <laughs> that's very holy musical batman batman if you haven't seen how it should have ended or i think with the problem the problem with uh the, the lack of big movies these days is those ancillary kind of channels that help uh-huh. bring content to us thankfully the bfe is a little bit evergreen in the sense there's always there's always, always new films well there's, mm. there's always films we haven't done yet yeah so just the opposite of what you're arguing because i'm saying right now there aren't any new films oh no but like i meant not which is why pitch meeting is slowed down it's yeah. why cinema sins and cinema wins and yeah, that's sad. so uh, because their numbers are always you know you could do an old film but their numbers are always better if you do something that's that's Relevant, current yeah. whereas ours seems to be a little bit of a different kettle of fish we were a reflexive kind of yeah, content film if i wanted the biggest numbers we ever had i'd do pulp fiction tomorrow yeah you know what i mean yeah like I, I I know which movies I do Shawshank tomorrow. I don't know. Is that a film I'm gonna like? Shawshank? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um I know nothing about it. I do The Godfather. You know what I mean? Like there's like that list of of, of film podcast films mm-hmm. that are out there. And we've done some, but we haven't done all, all of them or, or far from it. So we got lots to go to there. So uh there we are. Uh Russell the Post he had a sit said, I know what I'm feeling and I'm like, All right, everybody. No. <laughs> all right. No. <laughs> there we are. Uh, let's go ahead and we'll pivot here into some general shout outs. You were like, trying to wave me down? What was yeah, that? I was going to say something. It was, it was right. It was about Russell the Postie. I was just saying, we're actually going to potentially meet Russell the Postie. Yeah, I'm hoping weeks. there'll be. Uh, mm, that's exciting. There'll be an image or a picture or something like that we yeah, can even put out so. there. I would think so. Chase. Yeah, me and, so, and you. Yeah. So that should be good. Woohoo. Yep. Looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. Uh, Herbie's made some noise about losing GIF of the week again. He said, uh, I mean, if you, if you can believe that he's complaining. Uh, <laughs> direct quote, and once again, the spiteful, uncalled for, mean-spirited vendetta against this humble BFF continues. <laughs> Hear this through the might. Hear us, though, mighty tyrant Ian. I will not quit so easily. Hashtag rigged. And I'm going to start GIF of the week, which was turkey sub. Uh, I must say... N- a very limiting gift of the week, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Apology. Uh was that you? That was me. Oh, yeah. I thought it was I thought it was Meg's. Uh Juline did a twerking chicken or turkey, uh, but it was plucked. It was like a like how you buy it in the store. Oh yeah, like a deli chicken. Yeah. Uh but not cooked yet. Oh. And it was twerking and moving around as though independent of his body. Uh which I thought if that had been Turkey Club, that would have been the that would have been, been a winner because yeah, it's talking like it's in a club. It's in fact Turkey. That was that was true. I, I believe I hit. <laughs> I'm not playing it today because I didn't make one. Uh, I made it last week and I fixed it last week. Uh, we've got Josh D from your next favorite movie uh, said did Homer and just like a, a, a sub that was on an endless loop being stuffed into his face from a oh, drive-through window. Uh, AJ had a cooked turkey doing a bit of a dance. 
Uh, Dwayne's, it looked really nice as far as cooked turkeys go. Dwayne Smith tried to pigeonhole in the Joey gif where he's in the pregnancy pants going, where's that turkey? And wrote the word sub. <laughs> on his on his tweet and i'm like not yeah, quite not quite i appreciate um, the effort though and hermes incoming turkey sub and it was like a pitcher was ready to throw a turkey sub at oh, us that's good he's gonna hate us it was going to win oh what Ooh. happened and then i looked a little bit closer is it like a ham sub? at aj's thanksgiving sorry aj's cooked turkey which happened to say happy thanksgiving mm-hmm. today as we record is Canadian Thanksgiving. Oh. How can the win not go to AJ from... Which I believe is AJ's first gift of the week win. So well done. Well done. And a last minute pivot. So surely Hermes will have nothing to talk about this week. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely not. couldn't be upset with that. Absolutely. Um, I would I give him a secondary great. win, but we know that he, 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 he won't take that. He doesn't find honor he only in that. Wants, he only wants the actual That's right. win. So there we glory. go. So speaking of actual glory, uh, we didn't receive any uh, negative reviews this week, but why not leave Aww. us a review? Aww. Apple or Spotify, I hear five stars is a nice number. Five is a magic number can we talk about this for two minutes i don't even know if i have anything let's hit the thing checking in with the morning report do i have to wait for the music to stop no you just start talking over i'm I'm not here next week but that's because i'm going to see darren chris in concert at london palladium which is very very exciting um and darren chris for people who don't know is i think he played blaine on glee Glee yeah that's that's his biggest thing that's his biggest thing he's been on broadway he was he's done um how he did how he did ponzi and how to see in business without really trying and he did hedwig in hedwig and the angry inch um but the thing i know him best from is that he is the one of the original renderers of team starkid who if you've listened to designated rider jamie lynn was part of as well um but this is jamie lynn Bade, Bade, jamie who lynn se- seems he, to think i'm really quite clever thinks you're really clever yeah, yeah. yeah. um <laughs> but anyway yeah so uh me and our mutual friend tiggy are going to see um darren chris but because he's doing part of his starkid repertoire they're doing part of the harry potter universe now two people that are accompanying him play ron and draco but they've done a competition but not the Right, this is, no, the, no, no, this no. is the Star, the Star King, King, Ron, Very pop musical, brilliant, watch it, it's hilarious. But they have done a competition for someone to join them on stage as Hermione. So I entered that, so it's on TikTok. Um, so you had to do like a duet with them and film it and do it, and that was really exciting. So I've entered that. I doubt so there's a it, chance, though. There is a, but there is a chance. So you're saying there's a, a chance. Cool there is a, it's, it's a very cool opportunity to allow there people to do that, but hmm. there is a very, very slim chance that I might perform the London Palladium next week. I doubt I will. But that's cool. Still cool. Oh, that wasn't the right thing. I thought it was something else. <laughs> oh, I was really hoping that it said fantasy football. I'm like, surely that's a lot better. But I'll hit this one instead. All right. We're about to enter week five of our fantasy football um, challenge for the BFE Patreon League. 16 teams strong. Whoop, whoop. Uh, let's recap what happened last week, shall we? Uh, yeah. I destroyed Reverend Bruce by about 45 points. <laughs> Whoa. Just saying, uh, I put a hurting on the good Reverend. 
you did. I did. Um, I may have to ask for forgiveness. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Megan squeaked by Dirk, but his friends call him Diggler. Um, I'm guessing Meg's called him Dirk. Uh, and Sid Ian uh, destroyed Ethan, also by about 45 points. Yep. Aww. Georgia beat Liam by over 60 points last week. <laughs> oh, whoopsie. The high, second highest score of the week. Yeah. The highest score of the week. Dwayne Smith, Dwayne Smith put up over 180 points Absolutely and beat oh my God. his opponent, James DeGuzman, by 77 points. Now, that's the margin of victory with 77 points. That's insane. Stu from the Stu World Order podcast and Reverend Bruce both put up less points than Dwayne's margin. margin of victory. <laughs> so their scores were less than 77 points. That's incredible. Yeah. So just saying. I'm the um, real winner because I have Travis Kelsey and he's dating Taylor Swift. Yeah, I'm surprised the NFL has come up with some sort of way to give him extra metric points for that. Uh, <laughs> for the record, we got to stop with all the jokes about Georgia being in second or third, but having only this many points. She's pretty much, she's not perfectly in second place with the point total, but she's all right now. It's no longer the, not, the thing it wants to us. No. So 3 0, <laughs> second place, and uh, doing well. 4 0. Uh, four and zero. I apologize. Five, yeah. yeah, four and zero. Uh, I am second in points, but third in the standings. Mm-hmm. So I've scored the second most points. Yeah. So I'm, Dwayne Smith is a deserved number one. He's number one in points and number one in record. But was an auto draft. Was an auto draft. That's the thing. That's was the thing. he? He was. Uh, that was my big bone of contention last year when it came to the finals. I openly rooted. You know, I don't usually openly root for one person over another. It feels it's kind of mean. <laughs> yeah. But I remember uh, um, Alex from Street Finance was an auto draft. Yeah. And Reverend Bruce drafted his team. And I'm like, no, no, no. The person who showed up should should get the win. The last I, five I know, weeks. I know you manage it throughout the year. I know you do. Yep. So, so, or at least some people do. <laughs> but but i think the draft counts for something so there we go uh so this week we've got georgia number two versus julie number 14 yeah we've got ian versus ian as i take on the good the good the good ensign there can only be one, only be one ian. it was going to be tight so uh i don't want the updates or spoilers as we go along but uh, that's that uh towards the basement we've got liam taking on andy dixon <laughs> towards the basement they are towards the basement in the battle of what am i doing here <laughs> we've got those two Aww. uh ethan at 13 takes on nate the great who's fourth Ooh. i'm dead gonna live up to his name i think yep. uh meg's uh in a good matchup takes on reverend bruce six oh, versus eight yeah meg's doing really well she has the third most points in the league yeah yep uh, i only have six more points than meg's oh yep and uh sorry seven more points but there we go and then match of the week Dwayne smith number one mm-hmm. against ryan kukets number five Oh, that'd be so that's a pretty good matchup, yeah. And the BFE Invitational, I defeated the shit list by over 60 points. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, like I said, some people manage their team, some people don't. <laughs> There's two zeros in their lineup this week. That's just everything you need to know. Uh, but I played Kev from the podcast that wouldn't die this week, so there we mm. go. Looking forward to that. Uh, FN Nerds remain number one and play Pop Culture Pastor. Thanks a lot. That's our fantasy football. But let's talk about the film. Why are we doing this not film today? Not Well, not fantasy, but for people, people thought that for him, football was a fantasy. Yeah, not fantasy <laughs> football. Yeah. Not, like, not fantasy football, but not fantasy football but football which they all thought was a fantasy and he proved it wasn't yes yes yeah um it was uh it's the 30 year anniversary of rudy and uh, it's part of our back to school series so let me hit this button for felix who always shows up and said this rudy's always been told that he was too small to play college football 
but he is determined to overcome the odds and fulfill his dream of playing for Notre Dame. That's good. The pronunciation on that's important. We know the cathedral in Paris is called Notre Dame. Yeah. But the college in the United States we have to refer to as Notre Dame. It has been anglicized. Well, it's the home of the... I'm here to play for the Irish, he says. Yeah. Yeah. So clearly it's got nothing to do with Notre Dame, which is a very French-sounding word. Yeah. So is it... They're two very similar Why is the college called that? Why is the college called Notre Dame? Yeah. I didn't do that as part of my research. Okay. I did stop I wondered if the place if the place around it was called that one. no it's called south bend oh yeah so nothing to do it seems like there's obviously a church base and so you know Maybe catholicism yeah, yeah. you know the french and the irish are two big countries who are sort of still practicing catholicism mm-hmm. you know sort of widespread yeah yeah so who knows uh directed by david anspa who'd previously done a sports film if you can believe it from mm-hmm. indiana called hoosiers uh, which starred Gene Hackman, so it's 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 up there in the list of sport films. Uh, this was written by Angelo Pizzo, who did you're not going to believe this Hoosiers <laughs> <laughs> cinematography by Oliver Wood. Now I like these people who I'm calling sequel whores. Sequel whores or sequel sluts? What should I call it? Sequel uh, sluts. Is, I don't sluts like, a hard word, isn't sluts it? Sluts is a much harder word. Okay. I don't like the word slut. It was alliterative. It's why. I asked. Yeah, no, no. It's all it's sibilance. Sibilance. Yep. I was there. You are you are an English lit major, right? I am, yeah. <laughs> <Just checking. laughs> My uh, course has officially started yesterday. So I consider a sequel whore someone who doesn't work on the original, but seems to always show up for sequels. For sequel. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, Oliver Wood did the cinematography in, it's quite the list, Die Hard 2, mm-hmm. Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, <laughs> Sister Act 2, Back in the Habit, oh. Anchorman 2, The Legend Continues, oh, The no. Equalizers 2, Scooby-Doo 2, Monsters Unleashed. Oh, I like that. Oh, hell yeah. All three parts of the Bourne trilogy. And now we're getting into the, the solos. Mr. Holland's opus, Face Off, Talladega Nights, The Ballad of Ricky Bobby, Step Brothers, <laughs> and The Other Guys. So there's a lot of sports sort of adjacent sort of stuff here. Is Face Off the one where they take swap faces? Yeah. I've not seen it. I just know about it. It's eligible. It. And it terrified me. The t- idea terrified I'm stunned me. it's <laughs> eligible because it's such a schlocky, overacted film. Well, maybe we'll have to watch. Maybe that's well, it's, ha- Nick, maybe we it's should, Nicolas Cage. Should I nominate that for Halloween? It's not, I don't know if it's really Halloween-y. But they take no. faces. I know, you'd think so. Not everything that's got like some element of science. Fi- it's, it's, trust me on it. It's not Halloween-y. Okay. Mm. Yeah. It's, well, it's eligible, so we can use it at any yeah. point, in any whatever. Um, so music by Jerry Goldsmith. I got some thoughts on the music. But anyway, he did the music in the original 1969 Planet of the Apes, Patton, Chinatown, Star Trek, the emotion picture from 1979, oh. Mulan, the fanfares for Paramount Pictures and Universal Pictures. Oh, yeah. And he did Hoosiers. <laughs> that's, a, that's a big credit, though, for the, the... The two fanfares. The two fanfares, yeah. yeah. yeah and, and, the, and Mulan, to be fair, because the uh, scoring in that is really lovely. Yep. Uh, context corner, the real-life Daniel Rudy Rudiger decided to sell his story in 1986 and wanted Pizzo to write a script. Pizzo originally refused as he hated Notre Dame and didn't want him to do with them. But Rudiger managed to convince him to write it. The film was shot in Illinois and in Indiana. Oh. And that's all I've got for um, for the context corner. Yeah, I didn't in? know this was real until the end. And then I went, ah, oh, that makes sense. You did. You, you know, the, well, let me just. OK, you didn't know it was real. No. OK, let's just start off. Okay. Uh, we get the deep dive. And we get TriStar, and I love TriStar, and it wasn't the perfect old-school TriStar fanfare, but it was still parts of it, so it was all right for me. Um, you said you didn't know it's a true story, right? No. Okay, so the first Chiron says the following <laughs> is based on a true story. I must have missed that. <laughs> Do you want to know what else I missed? Despite us discussing it last week, 
I completely blanked that this was Sean Astin. Oh, really? Like, yeah. The whole movie long? <laughs> whole movie long. How did, you wa- how did you watch this? Because you often watch f- f- films on the on the opposite of me and my TV. You often watch I them on your phone. I did watch this on my phone. Wow. Um, but like, I watched it like... You've got like a regulation size... I got, but it's, it's a 11 Pro. It's it's relatively big. So you held it closer. Remember when we were kids and we were always told don't sit so close to the TV, and you'll I hurt your eyes. It, I this. And yet we just now, yeah, yeah, we all hold right. our phones about like yeah. six inches from our faces. Yeah, no, I did, yeah. I did pay attention to it. It wasn't until the credits rolled that I went, oh yeah, that's Sean Austin. There's a lot of Georgia <laughs> checks in this movie. Is there? Oh, there is. I oh, God, see is there some that... Oh, oh there's yeah. one I'm looking forward to. Oh, yeah. Okay, spoilers. I didn't pick out anyone I recognised. Okay, this, this should be fun then. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so, can I just say, uh, based on the credits, two things. I love athletic fonts. That font that means like you're like at a US Sports. college. Yeah. Yeah, it's, kind of, it's very blocky. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I'm really that. excited to get our varsity jackets for Carrie because that's... Yeah, varsity, that, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then I also love... a sick line in the middle as well. I also love marching bands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like a marching band. So we get told Rudy, and then we meet, it's somewhere in Illinois. Uh, I, I've got here Steel City, because there's a lot of steel plants, it looks like. Mm-hmm. But it's, uh, oh, I wish I remember. It was like a French-sounding name in Illinois. Whatever, regardless. Um, and then there's some pro-Notre Dame chatter among images of railways and steel factories. And there's backyard football being done. And the kid in the gold helmet is terrible at football because he's just standing there, or so I thought. But this is young Rudy played by Luke Massery, who I think is all right, actually, in yeah, this film. Yeah, not bad. Yeah. yeah. And we meet Rudy, who's instantly told within two seconds he's too small to play because he's playing center <laughs> for both teams. And the center is the guy who, when the quarterback goes, hut, he, he's the guy who th- is bent over and throws the ball. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess you don't have to be told to do that, do you? No, you said you were watching Modern Family recently. Yes. Yes. Cam. The big guy. Yeah. There's a there's a scene early on, I'm sure you've seen this, where they're watching a football game and he and yeah, Jay yeah. kind of like you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he's bent over and he's sort of and talking about whose fault yes. is it if they drop yeah, the ball. Yeah, yeah. So Cam is playing the center. That's uh, his job. Okay. So the, basically he's the center for both teams, so he has to just give the guy the he basically gets to start the play and never play. Something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kinda like when you were a kid. I don't know if you guys are both probably too young for this. But you'd go up, there'd be like arcade games mm-hmm. at like pubs or places yeah, yeah. like that. And you'd go up and either someone would be playing and you'd grab a, the second control and act like you were playing along yeah. or, or, or you wouldn't have any money. You just act like you were playing even though you had no control over we it. We did that with my brother yeah. with Mario Kart when he was little. Yeah. He wanted to play, but we. Two controls. So we, well, we, me and my sister would play and we'd split this and we'd just tell him he was one of the other screens <laughs> and he'd give him a give him a wee remote with a, in a wheel oh, okay and he just did this thinking he was driving <laughs> did, did, how long did he buy it like was he really like it was ever like are you sure no oh okay yeah no, me and my sister were good lies uh, <laughs> <laughs> so much like your lies the idea that he just is unable to pick up on i think the... by the i think we pivoted it to him actually playing oh that's very nice like before yeah. he realized yeah so maybe better people than liars yeah. <laughs> yeah, there we are. I only lie for good reason. Uh, he then instantly gets his chance to play as somebody. Ha- so, <laughs> some guy says, I have to go home. And they go, Come on. He goes, No, I got to go to work. The kid's like 14. Like, I don't know where he's going. Where is he working? <laughs> That's the other question. He's just like, I got to go to work. I'm like, How young are they starting are these kids sure? in the steel mill? <laughs> are you sure you've got to go to work? Maybe you've got, I, I've got to go and do some homework would be a better line. But it gives Rudy a chance to play. And so they run the first play, and he's unable to tackle a fully grown, what I can only guess is a 16-year-old. Yeah. And the, the, the kid goes, what a spaz. And then they go, 
all right, we better be going home. This is one play after they complained about the other kid leaving. Yes. They run one play and, like, and oh. then they go, oh, we better be getting home. It's not the same without a play ago, it was so egregious. He was leaving so early. <laughs> they didn't say the game's almost over. They didn't say just one more play. This is it. And as they run home through snow-covered, I don't know, fields and other areas, I'm looking at all these areas going, why did you have to travel so far to play this game of backyard football? You could have played this anywhere. Yeah, why do you not play this, I don't know, in your literal backyard? backyard. <laughs> like, it wasn't like they lived in an apartment building. Like, this was... Do they all travel back? It seems like they were... The rest of them were brothers and then his friend. Maybe, but were yeah. they playing outside of his house and that's there, why they then left? It was quite... I, don't, I was paying attention. So it was quite a distance there. They travel. And four of them. No, and I the, mean like the the person who left. The game was only five people. It was a, a quarterback and a receiver for both teams, mm-hmm. and then this, and then Rudy was the setter for both. That's what I mean. Though. The, the one the kid leaves that takes us down to four. Yeah, four kids go to the same house. Yeah, no. So maybe they were playing outside of the house of the one kid that had to leave to go to work. No, they were in the middle. If you if you because you're not remembering, but when no, I was taking no. notes, like they're like in this field that's like oh, they're in a field adjacent, like away from everybody. Oh, I thought they were in, in this on a street. No, and I'm, plus, I'm plus, if one kid's got to go, surely he can come over to the house where four people live. Well, you'd think so, yeah. <laughs> I remember doing like you know street hockey and backyard football and things like. You generally, where, where's where's the closest everybody? Okay, we'll meet there. Yeah. Or who has the stuff? Yeah. So when it was road hockey, it was who has the nets. Ryan has the nets. We're gonna play at Ryan's. That makes sense. Not make Ryan bring his nets down to where I live. But I was really close to Ryan, so it didn't bother me. <laughs> <laughs> My buddy Bill, though, lived on the other side of town completely, so it was a bit of like a 10-minute run for him to get down to us. Yeah. Um, so they're... Uh, so they oh, run home. They run home, months. right. And then we get, I think it's Thanksgiving. It looks like it's Thanksgiving. And we meet Daniel Rudiger Sr., played by Ned Beatty. Um, yeah, I think he's a bit of a classical character actor two in the States. There's two Neds I only know him because he's in a superman i think okay that's the only other thing because when i was see it's bullish for the age game i guess he's on there but it was just like superman superman 2 and it's like sure he looks old enough oh hang on yeah yeah yeah. i think he's a victim who got saved at one point one of them um we meet uh like we said we also meet sherry who we're told is rudy's girlfriend rudy goes she's not my girlfriend she goes yes i am am. (laughs) that was like all right like it was weird. I don't remember. I don't see. It's such a, a trope. I don't remember ever this. Like, she's your girlfriend. No, she's not. It yeah, would be like, friend. it would be like, no, nope, we probably are. But I don't have any older siblings to give me a hard time, I guess. Yeah, there is that. So, yeah. I know this isn't him on screen. I was just looking through that baby again. He's Lotso Hugging Bear from Toy Story 3, which oh. would be like the only sort of generational knowledge at least George and I would have. That's adorable. I always think it's Kelsey Grammer, but Kelsey Grammer's the the old um, He's guy in two. Yeah. yeah, he's Stinky Pete. So um, they're arguing about Rudy's brother's future and how he doesn't want to work at the steel mill. And, and the dad's like, "It's you've got union backing. You've got security. And that seems to be a theme for him throughout the movie is the idea of making the safe play mm-hmm. rather than risking anything. Do the safe play. Yeah. Uh, brother Frank doesn't want to do it. Uh, Rudy sits down and just goes, I'm going to play football at Notre Dame. And everyone laughs at him, especially his dad. <laughs> okay. Like, I doubt this is the first time Rudy's brought this up. No. Like, he's got a gold helmet that he wears. Like This kid's entire identity is Notre Dame. Team, yeah. And this is before it was cool to be defined by one sole thing. <laughs> um, 
They then watch the Notre Dame game, and Rudy Sr. is asked by Pete if they can watch the Indiana game at halftime, and he says, there's only one team we watch in this house. Which makes no sense, because if you're watching a team, they're always playing someone else. I think you know what he means, though. But he'd have hated cable TV. He'd have hated NFL Red Zone. Yeah, he oh, he would not like that. Ding, ding, it's, ding, ding, ding. But how can you hate seven hours of commercial-free football? Well, they're doing it on... Um, I'm missing it right now. They're streaming it. They started to stream it on like ITV over here, haven't they? What, Red Zone? Yeah. Really? I think so. Either, there, there's or, or a NFL... The oh, it's yeah. an NFL oh, yeah. game of the week, yeah. Yeah, yeah but I, th- I'm sure, I think it might even have been some of Red Zone. I don't know. No, Red Zone. God, imagine amazing. getting to watch the sport that you want to... Yeah, I know. Right? English football fans could not imagine that. <laughs> I've not seen a football match in months. I will say this. People have been saying, uh, talking about the fantasy football a lot. And I don't want to miscredit. I think I think it was Andy Dixon. Someone got a hold of me and said, I said, it's a lot of fun, though, I hope. And he goes, yeah, yeah. He said, it's way better than British fantasy football. Yeah. And I was like, yes, because players do things here. Because <laughs> British fantasy football, it's all like, did my guy score a goal? Like, there's only one metric. Did they score yeah. a goal? Did they keep a clean sheet? That's boring. That's that's my theory. Yeah. As opposed to every play has like point one or point three of them. Like yeah, yeah. It's 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 sitting there obsessively watching these these two charts of numbers go against each other. I do that. Yeah. yeah I've absolutely. had almost the exact same team for like English fantasy football for about two years now. Nothing is. Ch- well, it's because you get <laughs> I haven't to- touched it. And I'm still getting good points because it's just did so and so score? Did so and so not score? It's because you get. It's also because you can choose whoever you want, I think, in British football. It's not a draft. Yeah. So multiple like, people can have the same player. Yeah. The the oh, only exception that's is... Boring. That's my point. You can only have three of a team, so you can't be like, I want all of Man City, or all of... You have to be like, three people here, three people here, so then you go, oh, I've got some shit, but it's still... A and you've got like a team. salary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas yeah, this is... Yeah, a million, I think. So very little of it's about playing the player as well as playing the game. But so yeah. much of of, of uh, American fantasy football is about playing the player. So Liam, bless him, I, I had to give him a little bit of grief in our group chat we have for the fantasy football because um, he tried to trade for Baker Mayfield, if you can imagine that. <laughs> but the problem is, no. the problem is Dwayne Smith, Dwayne Smith, who has the uh, who has Baker Mayfield, was given a trade, but Liam wasn't giving him a quarterback in return, and so you have to look and go. He has to have at least one quarterback on his roster because there's a quarterback slot. Yeah, he can't not have a quarterback. Well, he, I mean, you well, can, but you'll be. score zero yeah, every week. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> it's about going, what does he need as well? It's not just, I want Baker Mayfield. You've got to make it so that it, the other person's going to get something that, 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 they, that they need. So in one of my leagues, for instance, I'm over the moon. I traded Puka Nakua for Austin Eckler. That's good. And I wanted Austin. You know, Austin Eckler, but I, I was never going to get a guy that high up this year. So I managed to, I got Puka off the waiver wire four weeks ago, and I've turned him into Austin Eckler. So I'm really happy about that. That is impressive. But I had to look at the guy and go, I was after a top running back and went, who needs a wide receiver badly? And then I found my my, my friend James did, but he he had, you know, a little bit of depth at running back. So I'm like, I want your best running back. I want Austin Eckler. And he turned me down at first, and then a week went by, and Puka put up huge numbers. And he went, he tried to offer it. I was like, nah, I think I'll wait. And then <laughs> Cooper Cup came back this week, and I'm like, "Ooh, that could mean less receptions for Puka Nakua." I'm gonna see if he'll actually take the offer, and he did. So I'm like, "Great." <laughs> now it could, it could all be for nothing. Puka Nakua could be brilliant still. I'm hoping he is because I. Have I hope it. he's good. I hope he's good. I do. Yeah. I do. I'm too timid for a trade. I'm just looking at the wave where I'm going. It's, maybe one day. It's, it's hard with the BFE Patreon League because I refuse to trade with anybody who's a first year player, but, or or Liam, because I don't <laughs> want I don't want to take advantage of anybody. 
because I could probably sell Liam on a really bad deal. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, whereas if it's, if it's a season player, yeah, there's a you know you, you hope you win the trade, but if you do, you're like, all right, we're we're two consenting adults, basically. <laughs> I don't want I don't want Liam to get screwed. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> so, there we are. How did this turn into that? What trade talk? Yeah, trade talk turned into no idea. Talk, yeah. No fantasy idea. Fantasy football. Fantasy. What kind of fantasy are we talking about? <laughs> so, um, oh, so all right. We said so NFL Red Zone. Seven hours of commercial yeah. free football. So this is what kids did before TikTok because Rudy has memorized a speech that was released on record by the Notre Dame coach, apparently, and he's like recited it word for word. And his friend Pete is like laughing and thinks this is the greatest thing ever. This is what people did before TikTok. I literally only downloaded TikTok two days ago because I wanted to enter that competition. Oh, okay, I have it's still, the only reason I still I have, have to now. talk. Yeah. Then we do a time jump, and sh- and uh, Rudy is a senior in high school. Meet older, not taller, but older Rudy, <laughs> played by Sean Astin, who he does he does look baby faced. I don't know how old he is. I guess we'll find out in the in the age game. But he he looked very baby faced. He looks very young, and I yeah, I genuinely didn't clock that it was him. So of course, this is Sean Astin, who was in the Goonies. Yeah, but it's also Sam Wise Gamgee. Yeah, there we yeah. Are. Who also has hung out with the Star Kid guys before because he looks like one of their members at a Comic Con. Wasn't he in? Um, was was he in Werewolf the podcast thing? Uh, I want to think brothers, but I want to think he is, but I'm not entirely sure. I swear he's the like he is the newspaper guy that's like yeah, go on, go to that town or whatever. Don't think he is. I think that is Dylan, who he looks like. But I think it's Sean Aston. Is Sean Aston in it? I've seen oh, one episode. Where so was it? Wayward Guide for the yeah, yeah. It might well, be. While you look that up, I'm gonna keep going. So Rudy tackles Pete, and they're all smiles because it's the last practice, and they're told by the coach tomorrow will be the last time you put on a football uniform, except for the kids who are good and going somewhere <laughs> they're also told the last four years have gone by way too fast and i'm like buddy you're telling me we just had a time jump it is sean Aston. i've just remembered yeah my brain my brain had headless in not um which is shipwrecked not wayward guide but it is a short in it yeah you just stepped on my joke which is really funny oh, i thought sorry. <laughs> he said <laughs> the coach goes the four years have gone by way too quick and i'm like yep we just aged up like 12 years <laughs> Don't overlap now. No, I'm not. That was a very funny yes. joke. I'm glad that I got to hear that in real time without the, interruption. Then they set up like a victory line, which is all I can call it. I don't know what it's called, but the the, the rest of the team stands at, at the hash marks five yards apart, and everybody gets to run down and do one last hit on the coach who's holding like the tackling dummy thing. Yeah. And Rudy is the third, which means his is going to be the most important. And coach says, uh, so he does it and he keeps, you know, I, I kind of thought he might knock the coach over. That doesn't happen. But he does say, we're going to miss you around here, Rudy. Aww. And each senior, rather than st- st- stick around and cheer each other, one they of their team on. run off as they go. Not mm. run. They just walk yeah. facing the other way. So that Pete has to catch up to him and runs up beside him after completing his. And uh, he goes, I can't believe it's over. And I'm like, he must be aware of a time jump, too. <laughs> That's why so I had to sell it, because there's multiple levels to this. And I'm like, hold on, guys. They just said there's a game tomorrow. I know this is, like, better for your story, but there's still a game tomorrow. Yeah, it's pretty Yeah, you, you'll, you'll have your, your closing moment then. Yeah. It's not the last time. No. In class, Rudy's caught daydreaming, and we're told that daydreamers are often not doers. And I, I will say, as a teacher, like, this guy's lecturing on new content. 
Mm. Like as the bell's about to go. Yeah, that's not like that's on him. Yeah. Like with thirty seconds left to go, you should be, you know, I don't know. Been consolidating. I I don't know what I don't know what school was like in the fifties or sixties, whenever this is set, but um, it definitely wasn't. you know, you're not supposed to be doing. You should be consolidating. Yeah. Let's let's recap what we've learned. Yeah. Let's frame it in a way so you'll remember it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Rather it's than my favorite, least favorite film trope is when the bell rings. Like, and don't forget, read chapters. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Tested. I love Indiana Jones for that, but oh, I hate it. Um, and so, uh, oh, there's an announcement for a Notre Dame trip. If anybody's interested in going, um, the day of a trip, the same teacher tells Rudy, you don't have the grades to get into Notre Dame. And it's basically told, stay in your lane. It's just right. He goes, not everyone's meant to go to college, Rudy. At which point I'm like, what harm is there for him trying? If there's space on the bus, what does it matter? If he goes and he doesn't get in. That's no, 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 no spot off your back. No, and also that's it's actually sometimes that's a good thing. Yeah, but day so yeah. So I, I got my notes. I should keep track of all the things that couldn't happen today. But he walks into the middle distance, and we fade out, and we're told four years later. This really <laughs> messed with my brain. So now we're at a steel mill with Rudy and his dad, and Rudy was late and is getting told off by his dad, regardless of what today is. And we find out in the lunchroom it's Rudy's birthday. And Rudy goes to Pete. Time is moving too fast. And I'm like, you're telling me. <laughs> We're like 10 minutes into this film. Because uh, I made my first time jump joke and it kept happening. And I'm like, oh. Because uh, I've seen this. consistent. I have seen this film, film several times. But uh, okay. it's been a long time since I've seen this film. No, it's the first time I saw it. So, yeah, I observe everybody else it's the first yeah, time. Especially yeah. with the subject matter in the, in the UK. I would have thought yeah. not. But I thought I should mention that. But I probably haven't watched it in the 21st century. Okay. okay. That's a weird thing to say. It is. Uh, it's Rudy's birthday, and Pete has name is uh, he's played by Christopher Reed, not to be confused with Christopher Reeve. Christopher Reed, <laughs> uh, who bought him a Notre Dame Letterman jacket that he found in a uh, army surplus store. That was very kind. Mm. Yeah, Pete's like a, a great a good guy. Egg, yeah. Rudy thanks Pete for the jacket and for always believing in him. Frank says, "Hey, my old man said dreams are what makes life worth living." And Rudy looks off in the middle of the distance, going, Ooh, "Have you met my dad?" Before thinking, "Of course, you've been you've been to my house. You've met my dad. <laughs> in fact, we work with him now." <laughs> After school, Rudy. Is, so, so in, in the movie, Rudy's portrayed as having gone right into the steel industry after high school, but in reality, he served four years in the U.S. Navy as a yeoman on a communication ship, which is never mentioned. Ooh. No. It probably gets rid of the whole dead end. <laughs> Wait, because this is kind of like, oh, you never got out of town is how this is presented. Yeah, yeah, As opposed yeah. to, you've been all around the world, Rudy. <laughs> yeah, kind of spoils that bit a little bit, doesn't it? Um, so uh, we meet Sherry, grown up, played by Lily Taylor, who has found a great house. And he's noncommittal. And she goes, you owe me. And it's hard because we know that Rudy at this point wants to go to Notre Dame and has saved $1,000. And that's what he's got that $1,000 earmarked for. Yeah. So we're a little bit uh, as they it's go kind of like it. you guys probably should have had a conversation before she went and actually found a house. I don't know. Like, I'm, guessing, yeah. I'm guessing that she was pushing. He went, yeah, all right, yeah. And yeah. just never had the nerve to say to her. Because no. she seems like a nice girl. Yeah, she seems lovely. Mm. Yeah. Rudy invites Pete to go see Notre Dame's football coach talk. Uh, his brother Frank's at the bar and doesn't get why Rudy's so enamored with the coach. Uh, at which point I'm like, your dad like won't watch any other team. I think maybe he's kind of just grown up around that and now is obsessed with it. Because well, I think he's turning into his dad, as we turned, clearly he's, see. He's turning into his dad, but he's also like becoming 
like he, oh, I think he looks up to his dad a little bit. He's always oh no, I think he's fighting this. He's he didn't want to go to the mill. We found out he's angry when he's going to the mill. So he's turning to his dad, but I think he hates the fact he's turning into his dad. Well, he's still seeking his approval, though, because he does that throughout the rest of the film, doesn't his he? His dad. What? The Rudy. Ru- no, I'm talking about Frank. Oh, I was talking about Rudy. Uh, sorry, I- I'm, I'm commenting on the fact that Frank is so critical of Rudy's enamorment with Notre Dame. And I'm saying, hey, Frank, have you not noticed your dad's enamored with Notre Dame? I'm like, why are you picking on Rudy? Your whole family loves Notre Dame. That's the point I'm trying to make. Okay. I understand your point. Yeah. Yeah. This whole, this whole movie could have been called Daddy Issues, but I think Rudy's a better... <laughs> Rudy's less likely to be confused with like a, a pornographic film. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, and then we meet Frank Rudiger, played by Scott Benjaminson, who does not exist in real life. What? This character does not exist. He had no brother Frank. We meant the actor. Yeah, I was confused for a second because you said played by Scott Men- Benjamin. Sorry. Sorry. Who does not exist. We meet brother Frank, <laughs> brackets, played by Scott Benjaminson, and brackets, comma, who does not exist in real life. It's, it's a subordinate clause sandwich. That's better. I appreciate it. I know we went through sibilance today, so I won't go through how the grammar for that works, but I promise you it is grammatically correct. Oh, I, no, do, I, do under- down, I do yeah. understand the, the, the confusion. <laughs> There is no brother named Frank in real life. The character of Frank is all the people who told Rudy he couldn't do it rolled up into one person. That makes sense for a film, yeah. Pete brings up that Frank used to be a pretty big Notre Dame fan. He goes, yeah, I used to collect baseball cards too. In 1993, baseball cards are a huge business. Are they like, you got to have these or are they like actually like expensive? Uh, I think it was the first generation of people in the 90s had realized that the f- baseball cards their dads owned back in the day were now had value to right kind of collector. Uh, okay. And as a result, there was a boom in the sports card trading market, but especially baseball cards. Mm. So when he brings this up, it's like it's like when uh, Billy Zane in Titanic goes, Picasso, he won't amount to a thing. <laughs> so there we go. Uh, Pete tells Frank that their high school coach said that if he had one half of Rudy's heart and desire, he'd be all state instead of the, I'm going to say kitty cat. He used a different word, which might be a synonym for (laughs) kitty cat. But he says, coach says you're a kitty cat. (laughs) Uh, And they fight. And somehow Rudy gets in the middle of it ever so slightly. And Rudy Rudy Sr. manifests himself at the end of the bar and then yells at Rudy. Like, like he makes him the sole person responsible for the fight. Daddy issues in football. Yeah. And uh, then he gives a little bit of grief to uh, Frank, but not nearly as much as he does to Rudy, which is ridiculous. He's just, he's rude. He is rude. Ain't he? Uh, Back at the factory, there's an expository walk and talk where Pete says, Man, Frank's angry because he works at the plant as opposed to when he was a god in high school. And they're like, yeah. And they're like, oh, well, hang on. There's a leak. We better fix it. And I've gotten my notes because I haven't seen this in 20-something years. Mm-hmm. I mean, Something's gone wrong, and I'm scared for Pete. <laughs> well, he gets his uh, send-off, doesn't he, when he gives him the jacket. I'm like, he's, I'm like, like, he's kind of served, he's served his purpose. Yeah. He said all the lines. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. And then, yep, Pete catches fire like this is a Michael Bay movie. It is. This, this isn't the... It's not the explosion I was expecting in a film like Rudy. Yeah, I wasn't exactly. Ex- I was well when I kind of thought back on it. I went, ah, it makes sense because they do kind of set him up to die because he'd done everything that he needed to do. But See, I, I was like, yeah, he could die. But my brain was like, car accident, regular sports film. Like, uh, remember the Titans? Where it's like car accident. I was expecting big explosion, spectacular from 
Rudy. This fall. <laughs> he's he's all fired up about playing for the Irish. I don't know. He's got nerves of steel. I don't know if uh, I don't know if um, if Pete's real. Uh, Pete feels like like a, a construct for for. He a movie. does, especially because they kill him. And, and they, <laughs> but they don't even kill him. It doesn't. I don't. It felt kind of yada yada over a little bit. Like oh, okay, he's dead now, and that he was he was just a motivational push. Yep, that's all he was as a plot point. So this movie's cramming in 60 minutes worth of drama into the runtime they've had to this point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at the funeral, I stopped to check out the runtime. It was 19 minutes and 24 seconds into the movie. As a result, I've written, I'm not sad for Pete. No. Because I, <laughs> I don't know Pete. <laughs> yes, he gave him a jacket, but I don't know him well enough to be really that sad that he's dead. Also, because you we've don't... jumped eight years or something ridiculous, <laughs> it was kind of like, oh, okay, they were friends when they were little, and now they're friends, and they're still friends, and now he's dead. Like it, it, There was no emotional impact to it in the slightest. What do you mean? Those 12 years that we got to see from the beginning to now are so, so emotional. I I felt it in my soul. Rudy apologizes to Pete's girlfriend. I've gotten my notes, I guess. (laughs) We never (laughs) met her when he was alive. And then Sherry, I think, goes to console Rudy in the back of the church. And she says, do you want to go home? He says, I'm going to South Bend. She says it's not the time. I've gotten my notes. I agree. This is tacky to do at a funeral. You'd almost think Pete was a plot device. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of want to know if he was a real person, though. Um, I doubt he was. She says that if you have to go, then you have to go alone. And he's like, oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I already thought about that. (laughs) Sorry. Was was that not clear? (laughs) I thought we were already broken up earlier. Yeah. Yeah. um, No, I don't want a playhouse. Yeah. What is? There we are. Uh, and then uh, we go to Greyhound. Have I ever told my Greyhound story on the pod? The, I don't the know. guitar one? Uh, the, the story about me traveling 60 hours on a Greyhound bus? I mean, I've heard it several yeah. times, but I can't remember if I've heard it on the pod. All right. I think I've done it, so, I'll, so. I'll stop. If I haven't heard it, folks, if you're out there as a long time listener, you're like, what are you talking about? I'll, I'll share my story again at some point. I would Re- say, if go- you want to, submit it. On an Ask BFE. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, look at you doing that. Um, Rudy's dad approaches him at the bus station, and he says, hey, you can have a couple of weeks off, which is, I guess, mighty nice of you for someone who just watched his best friend die yeah. at, the job you're, at the job you're giving him two weeks <laughs> off from. <laughs> um, and then he offers Rudy uh, a story about his, about his own father, as uh, Rudy's grandfather, uh, Rudy Sr.'s father who um, blew his life uh, his last name is Rudiger. I mean, it's weird because rudy is daniel rudiger jr but, but then we had this older brother named frank which doesn't make yeah. sense because usually you'd name your kid the firstborn after you if you're gonna do this trick yep yeah also because it's not actually even the name it's just a shortening of the surname isn't of it? rudy it? Yeah, yeah. yeah so i don't know yeah it's i'd imagine in real life he's the oldest yeah yeah um he offers, I said that already. And so we find out about his granddad, who someone got in his head, you should become a farmer. So we bought a whole bunch of dairy cows, and they all died with with disease. Yeah. And it was the Great Depression, and it went terribly. And so he ran off on the family. And so dad says, chasing a stupid dream causes nothing but you and everyone around you, nothing but heartache. And this this comes back to the idea about what does he want for the boys? Security. And I appreciate this, because it does give dad's, gives kind of perspective into dad's trauma and his, mm. in his like, 
version of this and why he feels this way but then they don't explore it much further i'm like this is actually interesting this is the 80s so i was like here's the one key thing they are this is that'll do for the script <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i guess like, i'm probably asking too much on it early place. 90s but the early 90s and an 80s feel to them mm-hmm. um so he says notre dame's for rich kids smart kids great athletes it's not for us we're rudigers you can have a fine life being a rudiger but this isn't it rudy gets on the bus he got on the bus and shows up dead. Well, I don't know what Greyhound service is going this early, but he gets to uh, or late, but he gets to South Bend. And the first thing he does, he goes to the university and he doesn't even wait for admissions to open up. He goes to some poor security guard. And he's like, let me in. <laughs> I don't think this is how it works even back then. No, 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 no. I was impressed. They had 24 hour security. Yeah. <laughs> and he says, well, maybe we can get to a priest. And so there we are. So he walks around Notre Dame a little bit. And many of the priests and miscellaneous employees in the movie are actual Notre Dame employees, for what it's worth. Makes sense. Hmm. And then Rudy meets Father Kavanaugh, played by Robert Prosky, who I really like. I've seen him in other things before. I don't know what, but I really like him. (laughs) There's a long, slow zoom as they sit on a bench and talk through the process. And Father Kavanaugh says, what brought you here today? And he says, I'm coming from my friend's funeral. Mm -hmm. And he goes, "Uh," I was hoping when he said, what brought you here today? He'd say, Greyhound bus. <laughs> that would be my probably answer. probably doesn't work with the my best friend just died line yeah, to come afterwards. Um, Father Kavanaugh says, "Look, it's not uncommon that when people have a moment of personal trauma, that they run towards the priesthood." And Rudy's like, "Oh, I don't want to be a priest. I just want in on your school. Maybe. No, I just want to go here." And he goes, "Oh, you got to be really not even supposed to go to college, son." He said, "Ever since I was a kid, I wanted to go to school here." And ever since I was a kid, everyone said it couldn't be done. Here's my question. This drive about playing, if you knew you wanted to go here ever since you were a kid. Why on earth did you not get try and get better grades? Why did you try and get better grades in high school? Yeah. Like, where's the scene when you went up to, like, your guidance counselor or talked to your like, dad? This is what I really want to do. This is really hard Help for me. me. Why is this so hard for me? Yeah. It felt like a sudden thing. Yeah. Especially when he... Because also, if he was like, I want to go here for... The teacher would probably know. So it went... It kind he of would feel... be so surprised when he gets on the bus to want to go there. Yeah. How much better would this be if this was done with, like, an internal monologue, like 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 Fred Savage in The Wonder Years? And so... Oh, you probably won't see any of the reference. It's a coming-of-age story where uh, it was this young man whose uh, journey back... It was sort of narrated by his adult self. Think how much your mother... Oh, okay, yeah, but mm. but But the, the, the narrator speaking to an unknown audience, so mm-hmm. presumably the, the viewer, yeah. but sort of sharing what he was thinking. <laughs> and so then it opens with his final football practice, right? And it's like, folks, for some of you, this will be the last time you ever put on a uniform. And then you just hear the monologue go, shh. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> and go, uh, 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 and then someone says, a trip to Notre Dame. He goes, that'll do. <laughs> I want to go there. Like, if this is a Seth Rogen, like, stoner movie, this might be a lot more fun. <laughs> I was almost just going to be like, I've wanted to go since I was a child. I didn't. Yeah. It just and that's seems- his little monologue for us. Little scam. So he says, people always tell me what I could and couldn't do, and I listen to them. I don't want to do that anymore. And Kavanaugh says, I can get you into Holy Cross one semester. Is that like a feeder school? or like It's a, a junior college. So a junior right. college is kind of like community. That, that's a junior college. And going there, you can then earn enough. You can sort of do like a pre. In the British system, I guess it would be like going to a college and doing A-levels. Yeah. And it kind of can get you into uni from that. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, like a like a HMC. The bigger idea is, yeah, yeah, kind of imagine it's like a place that only does a foundation year. Right. Yeah. And you can then use that credit. Yeah. So that could be another pathway if you weren't successful the first time. Yeah, makes sense. So, so is, a, is a junior college and a community college the same thing? I believe so, but we don't tend to have that platform in Canada. Okay. Uh, the, the junior college entry route. You kind of just go through and you go, well, I'm here. All right. Yeah. Uh, the following is brought to you by the Notre Dame promotional board because he's going around all of Notre Dame and he sneaks into the football stadium, but not to smoke weed on the 50-yard line. <laughs> Were you here when we did uh, Daisy That's Confused? That film, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, he's told Sorry, that film. Yes. <laughs> he's told off by someone for, for being there and he's from a very long distance and he goes, what are you here? And he goes, I'm here to play football for the Irish. And the voice goes, does Coach Park... Parsegian know that and he goes not not yet no he goes maybe you should tell him so what does rudy do he goes to tell him meet era paris ara parsegian 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 played by ready for this ara parsegian mm-hmm. played by jason miller <laughs> just <laughs> say it Rudy then tells his story. Rudy loves telling his story. He's got his elevator pitched down. He has. He's he like, 90 like, seconds, in and give out. me it, and work in your dead best friend. It's like that tweet that you use to like promote the podcast. It's he like, knows what it is. Five, give us five minutes. It never changes. It's nope. the same for three years. Um, so Rudy goes to class, and my notes say, did you recognize the cutaway to a guy who's wearing two watches and would later be a part of the film, Dennis D. Bob McGowan? I the, did. The, the, the grad student who needs help finding girls. I remember him because yeah. I saw him charging at me in April. There we go. Uh, Ethan, do you want to share who that was? Yeah. So um, this was John Favreau, Happy Hogan, the Mandalorian, uh, the the big Mandalorian in yes. The Mandalorian. Pete, <laughs> Pete, the wannabe UFC fighter from Friends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He, he was running to a premiere during celebration and nearly like ran over me. <laughs> I didn't know that. Was yeah, so this is I John see, Favreau. I can, yeah. I, I can like visualize. I can see it now, but no, I had <laughs> so, no idea that's who that was. My notes say: Did Georgia notice the cutaway to a certain happy man who's going to get us all the cheeseburgers we want? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I chef really want a chef. cheeseburger. Um, so Dennis wants to make a deal with Rudy, and this all depends. So the deal he wants to make is help me meet girls. And nothing I've seen in the movie so far suggests Rudy's, Rudy's good with girls. It. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure we heard him say, no, that's not my girlfriend, to his girlfriend. Yeah. And <laughs> if anything, you know, he seemed kind of... I guess he's he's not he's not imposing and he's kind and he's friendly. John Favreau but John character Favreau seemed, seemed kind of like charming as well. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I didn't get. Like he needed to be more clumsy or, like, or something, yeah. yeah. Or like hard-edged looking, not friendly looking. So they make the deal because Rudy fakes his way through going, yeah, I know lots of girls. I just haven't met him yet. Uh, Rudy then crashes practice and we find out he's definitely not smooth and the coach definitely didn't take a shining to him when he met him. Rudy then goes back to the field and we meet Fortune properly, called uh, played by Charles S. Dutton. What's his name Fortune? His name is Fortune. And Rudy offers to work for free. He just wants to be part of the university in some capacity. And he says, don't work for free. You can work for minimum wage. And we get a montage. And this movie loved oh the montage by the end. <laughs> I started feeling a bit ill from the amount of montage. We get a montage of Rudy studying, meeting girls, working, etc. 
Oh, much time passes in this montage because I really struggled by the end of the film. Like because I, the the first first ones we it, we were able to figure out if it was a fade out months. usually you were getting multiple it years was, yeah, a montage was, was months it was it was a long time yeah. though some girl approaches D Bob and starts up a conversation and tries to ask him out but he can't respond because he's been paralyzed by fear it turns out the date was for her roommate a much more homely looking girl named Elsa yeah who had glasses. Mm-hmm. She wore glasses too. Uh, we find that's a line from something like a hot. Uh, we find out that Rudy is slightly dyslexic, and then we see him unlock a window as he's telling Fortune this. And then he comes up through the tunnel, and there's this the stairwell, and this assignment says "Play like a champion," and that, that sign's actually still at, as far as I know. That's cool. Notre Dame. I've used it as a uh, psych up speech because it's this idea that every time they, they, go, they go on the field they slap it as they go down they slapped lots of signs they didn't just slap that one yes oh it's like what they do at you, Anfield you have to do a first year course in sign slapping when you go to Notre Dame <laughs> <laughs> uh, later that night Rudy sneaks into the uh, ground scoop before that he uh, so Fortune goes hey there's work to do here man because Rudy's like staring at the uh Every bit of the Notre Dame. Is that reciting all the history that he and, yeah. knows? And then he stands on a stool and recites the speech from earlier. And if I'm his <laughs> boss and I'm like, yo, get to work. And then he decides he's going to like cosplay that he's one of the football players. I'm probably going to be like, no, I said, get to work, kid. <laughs> but instead, Fortune's like, oh, you. <laughs> and then we meet Mary played by Greta Lind. Uh, I, well, Sure now, sure now. No, sure later. Rudy signs up to be a booster of the football team, but she's like, you do go to school here, right? It's like, yeah. Yeah. She chases him up for his uh, ID. He's not got one. And he doesn't have one and fakes it. And then everyone goes to an Irish pub, and he gets a little bit drunk off of – he probably started tweeting about how you were really – Part of the how I deserve to be famous. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, Mary, Mary, quite contrary, how does your garden grow? I'm like – that could be suggestive in the right light. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he then outs himself as not a Notre Dame student, and she kicks him out of the boosters. Uh, we go to game day, and it's this really tight, claustrophobic uh, cinematography that shows how many people are there and all the stuff going on. And then Rudy goes to get in, but his 10 bucks can't get him in the stadium. It's like $30 a ticket. Wow. In, in like the 19, I don't know, 60s. That's expensive. Yeah. That's a lot. For a student game, sure. Um, and then he tries to get in. He tries to pave his guard, and he says, look, I'll get fired, man. And we have this long reverse zoom that starts off. We're pretty. It's an overhead shot of the two of them. This pretty impressive. But, like, shot. it zooms out yeah, massively. Yeah, yeah. And by the end, we even get a small peek of inside the, inside the bowl of the yeah. stadium, but he's outside. It's a good, probably my favorite shot of the movie. It's a very impressive shot, especially considering when it was made. Like, problem is, a, if you're going to have a Britney Spears mic, you can't talk with your hand in front of your face. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm so, I am so sleepy. I'm really sorry. I'm going to try and keep awake. Please do. Uh, so there we are. Um, we then cut to after the game, and he's there amongst the garbage. You know, clean, not even cleaning up, just sort of wishing he was there. Rudy sneaks into his workplace because he saw that um, Fortune has a cot. Yeah. And the cot's for when a sciatica acts up. And so he sneaks in. He goes to, to, to sleep, as he usually does. But there's a key and blankets on the cot. And so at work, he continues to be an annoyance. Um, <laughs> they're like, let's clean up. And he's like, instead, no. he's, he's just like running down the field and scoring touchdowns and stuff like this. <laughs> Not actually doing anything that you should be doing. He asked Fortune if he's seen a game, and he goes, I've never seen a game from the stands. Uh, 
And uh, Rudy says, well, your first will be a game that I'm playing in. And Rudy thanks Fortune for the key on the cot. Fortune claims he doesn't know anything about it. Nope. Rudy gets his grades. They're all Bs. Father Kavanaugh seems optimistic about his chances, but he says careful because people who work in admissions can be tricky. Mm-hmm. Rudy wants to know if he should do anything else. And then we cut to people lighting candles, so I guess the implicit message of this part of the movie was prayer. Yeah. Uh, my question is, how much was Rudy, the real-life Rudy, involved with the writing of a script of his story? Because mm. Rudy comes off like the single greatest human being that ever was. <laughs> he's the greatest little guy yeah. to ever exist, and he's good at everything, and he's great with women, and he, he's a friend to all. He's selfless. <laughs> the only problem, he just loves just too damn much. <laughs> and so he gets a letter, and uh, they cut the audio whilst getting Samwise Gamgee to act noncommittal each way. <laughs> And he goes back home for Christmas, and he gives his dad his report card, and dad, like, no sells it. All right, you got good grades. Yeah. Okay. Rudy invites him for a game, and dad says, what do I want to go to Notre Dame for? I watch it right here. Frank mocks him for still thinking he can make the team. The door opens and shuts, and Rudy's older brother is dating Sherry. Ooh. Sherry. Sherry, baby. (laughs) Um, Rudy then claims he has to go to work. Like this is like right up there with uh, when Colin Firth drops the bags off at the end of uh, Love Actually. He comes home and he realizes how much he hates his family and wants that Portuguese girl. <laughs> and he looks around and he goes, "Right." And he leaves the gifts and, and leaves. And the one girl's like, "I hate Uncle Jamie." <laughs> oh dear! Check out our episode on Love Actually. We actually did that. <laughs> um, but he, he then he's running through the streets like Rocky style. And uh, except for South Bend and not Philly. Uh, back in school, Rudy keeps studying and practicing, but it's only a second letter, so it's not accepted yet. Back at work, and Rudy's telling Fortune he's wasted a year. And Fortune says, you are ignoring the fact you got a year of top quality education. Which is back to my theory. This was always just about football, which I know it, it, he says that. But I, I don't, you know, when he's telling Father Kavanaugh, all my life, all I've wanted to do is come to school here. No, no, what you mean is all your life you've wanted to play football for this university. Not the same thing. That's it. Yeah. Well, because there's like... The next 40 minutes, we basically don't see John Favreau because we kind of forget about the education side. Absolutely. <laughs> wow, crazy two years, and I'm still not on the team. Thanks. Rudy Thanks, gets, mate. Rudy gets a letter for a third time, and we follow him down the corridor as he stops and throws it to the ground. And I'll give him credit for not rule of three in this one. They may just wait for a fourth letter. There's more montaging of running and studying, and he's always in class in the same room. <laughs> this Holy Cross is a one is a one room schoolhouse. That's all you it think is. They film these montages in one afternoon. Cha- change the sweater. Everyone, get everyone to rotate. <laughs> and then Rudy He's now got glasses to show time has passed. Rudy is a crisis of faith, and he prays for what he wants. But he says, "I've only got one more chance to get in. You have to get in by the end of your um, sophomore year." Uh, because they don't accept a senior transfer. So you can transfer as a junior, which is your third year of school. So it means you have to have only done two years of school to that point. Um, but he doesn't know if he's done enough. And he asks Father Kavanaugh, can you help me? And Father Kavanaugh says, in 35 years of study, there's only two things I'm sure of. One is that there's a God. And the second is that I'm not him. And he gets one more letter. And he doesn't open it. 
And then he goes to a bench and he opens it there and he's been approved. And he gets up and much like Charlie, when he finds the golden ticket, he doesn't walk home. (laughs) He runs where he needs to go. Run as fast as you can. And apparently he does because he's with his dad at the steel mill with his mail. Now, if I'm going, hey, I've got a letter that says I have access to the uh, greatest institution in all the land, but it's highly flammable. The place I probably don't go to to show it off is the place where my best friend turned into a fireball. Just a thought. <laughs> um, but this is, it, this is the first time Rudy actually, uh, his dad, kind of buys in. And he tells all the boys at the mill how good his son is. And he gets on the loudspeaker. And he even says that my son got into Notre Dame. And he's offered work, but he turns it down because football tryouts start this week. And his dad's face just says everything. And I don't know what I'd do if I was his dad because Rudy's a small guy. And Notre Dame is the most, at this time in history, the most successful college football um, program in the United States, which theoretically means you have the greatest athletes in the United States or at least the highest quality on average in the United States. So, yeah, your likelihood of getting on the team is very unlikely. But you um, can say that as well like, later on. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, there's the pep talk of all pep talks by one of the assistant coaches, and there's no illusions here. He says, your greatest value to us is that we don't care if you get hurt. And then there's a drills montage about him trying out. And it ends with this two-on-one drill. We got to tackle the running back. And no one can get it right. And Rudy volunteers. And he lines up and he gets tackled by some big behemoth of a guy. And he goes to uh, to go back in. And the coach goes to drag him off. And he goes, I can do it, coach. And he then proves that he's not a liar. And he does it, coach. And the coaches argue about who should be allowed on the team. And the mean guy, who we thought... He actually seems to be in Rudy's corner. And this guy, the sort of the coach of the scrubs, if you will, <laughs> he was in um, he was in The Fugitive. Oh, was he? He was one of the cops who's like can, like trying to kill Kimball the whole time. Oh. So uh, he was the, the, the chief one of them. Um. George disappeared for quite some time. I didn't know where she was. I have the slowest moving tap in Christendom, it would seem. No, I had to dissolve some stuff and measure it out and ah, okay. all sorts of rubbish. Um, so Rudy then, uh, the coach says to him, can you keep up this effort every day? If you do, I'll throw your butt the office team so fast you won't know what hit you. And Rudy then correctly infers to be thrown off a team, it must mean that you are on the team. Woohoo! Yeah, and it's like the director said, just go as big as you can with this, because he literally does <laughs> shout, like, woohoo! Now, the camera's like, re- so the cinematography in this film's really good, because the camera's like back in the corridor, a tunnel of the building, but Rudy's like, like you know, like doing like a running man by himself as he celebrates, like he is in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. He needed a yippee. Yeah, it was, it was pretty close to a yippee. Um, now, this is pod racing. Um, so Rudy tries to return the key and my, I've got my notes. Where is he living now? How's he making money now? Fortune continues to feign ignorance saying, I told you, I don't know anything about that. 
Rudy reminds Fortune of his promise. Fortune says, if you dress, I'll show up. And to quote a, uh, a famous American athlete, we're not talking about a game. We're talking about practice. <laughs> Rudy's getting hit a lot, including probably getting concussed. But he says he can go back and do it, and the offensive lineman on the next play refuses to hit him, and Rudy gets in his face, and the coach gets in his face. <laughs> the offensive linesman then, after practice, apologizes for what he did, but tells Rudy to let up a little. Rudy says, I can't do that because it's my job to get you ready for the next game. And if I let up, you're not as good as you could be. How does that sound? And the big guy's like, yeah, it sounds all right. <laughs> and then someone says, hey, he's just a showboat. Is this someone I should have This is another person you should know. <laughs> he might have said, I like putting maple syrup in my hair. He might have said, we can play dodgeball. Um, this is Vince Vaughn. Yeah. Vince Vaughn? Who's Vince Vaughn? Oh, don't, oh. don't who's Vince Vaughn me. Wedding Crashes. Wedding Crashes? I have seen Wedding Crashes, but ages The ago. Breakup? Uh, I don't know if I've seen that. I'm sure you've seen The Breakup. Oh, okay, who, oh who you know he? who he is? He is the coach in um, Fighting oh, With My Family. Yeah, He's yeah. the one that gives her all of the inspiration. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's the one who talks about how he was the guy who would like jump yeah. off a roof to make someone else uh, look good, and now look at where he is. I mean, I'm not, I'm not surprised he didn't get this one. Oh, this, this one doesn't upset me. Tell you what, he looks really young in this. Happy Hogan upsets me. Rudy is working and going to practice, and everyone's getting hurt. And it ends, and Rudy sacks the quarterback. Except for it wasn't the quarterback, it was a halfback. And they went, hey, it's Vince Vaughn. (laughs) Vaughn's upset that Rudy tries so hard. And one of the coaches says, if you had one-tenth the heart of Rudiger, you'd be an All-American. So we've heard this before. Yeah. Ryan's practice squad buddy said he's tired of Rudy's John Wayne bullshit. <laughs> and he says, it doesn't even matter. You got to be on the play for a fee, uh, on the field for, for a play to be officially recognized as part of the team. Yeah. And so this now takes the goalpost and moves them. Yeah, it's no longer just... Because up until this point, you're on the team. Yeah. Mm. I, I wish I could prove it to my dad you're on the team. Well, you never know. No, no this goes, no, you're not really on unless this thing happens. Yeah. And then this becomes, all right, he's met his first goals. Now this is the, this yeah. is the final goal for the rest of the movie. Um, the family is around. They're playing shuffleboard, and uh, they doubt Frank doubts whether Rudy's on the team. Well, anybody can say they're on the team. He goes, "How do I get this black eye?" I'm like, "Yeah, that's a fair point." <laughs> Annoying someone. Yeah, uh, Rudy says, "I'll be on the TV one day," and then Rudy goes and asks the coach, "Can I dress for one game next year?" And explains for everybody who said I couldn't do it. Yeah, it's not just for my dad. Yeah, it's for me. I guess Coach you, you goes, don't, we, um, we find out you don't even have to play him. He just wants to dress so that he's part yeah. of that 60. And, uh, Which is a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think you play 53 in a starting lineup. That's mad. Yeah, the, the, the huge amounts of players, yeah. That, 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 I never realized that before. Because I guess because all other, almost all other sports are like 14, 16 max. And typically you play all elements of the game. Yeah. So if you're basketball, you don't swap out when the other team has the ball. No, no. no. ice hockey, there's 25, 24, 23 players, but you just do rolling line changes. Right. Yeah. But this is very specialized, and the chance of injury is also very high. I guess, does it also come slightly from the fact that these are bigger places with more people, so the sports are designed to take on more people? As in, like, you can have more people in a... No, I think it's back to the idea about getting hurt. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, did you? I'm not sure we talked a, 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 a sufficient amount of time about athletic scholarships are a thing. Yes. So yeah. they can give out 90 of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's something called a walk-on. And a walk-on's when you didn't get recruited to play football there, but you still have a chance to go, I would like to try out for the football team. Yeah. That's called a walk-on. And that's what they were. They yeah. were that little group of misfits. They were walk-ons. Okay. So uh, I thought that was important to mention because obviously they're going to win every tie because they were recruited. Yeah. Yeah, the scholarship people. Um, which is the problem for the guy who's there who not, never gets the dress anyway because he was recruited and he spent his whole – he could have gone to probably a different school and actually played football. He played, yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, the whole time that he's talking to the coach, uh, the coach is watching a very rudimentary kind of like film. Yeah. That's actual game film from the game that Rudy, the real-life Rudy, plays in. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, and then I've got my next note to say, Rudy sad. Rudy sad. <laughs> coach quits. Yep. And a new coach might not know about the promise. D-Bob. Remember D-Bob? D-Bob. <laughs> is back. Tells uh, Rudy, D-Bob, D-Rob, D-Bob. Sure. Tells Rudy, we had a quite a run, didn't we? And I've got my notes. Did you? Did you? <laughs> no. D-Bob and Elsa, the ugly girl, going to Miami together. He's going to come back when Rudy dresses as well, we find out. So we go to a new season, the final season. and more So mo- much time has passed. More montages, <laughs> but there's a new thing now. And the new thing is we get to watch Rudy trace his finger down a page. Yeah. And that's become the new, okay, it's not letters now. Now yeah. it's looking for your name on, on, on a sheet of paper. And Mary is checking out of practice, and Rudy says hello. Now, it never closes the the, 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 the loop on this. No. I believe I saw in my research that Mary, Rudy marries a girl called Mary. Oh, okay. So uh-huh. I think this That's is nice. their story. Yeah. yeah. Um, Rudy sees his name isn't on the list, and he quits. And the guy from earlier questions, Rudy, you're, you're going to quit after the last practice of a season. And he goes, yeah, I'm going to quit after the last season, practice of a season. And uh, Rudy says, one of the reasons that I stuck around this year was because of you. I've got, this would mean something if Rudy you bothered to spend. That. The other guy says that. Yeah, I'm sorry. The guy says yeah. it to Rudy. And I'm like, that would, that would be great if we spent any time together caring about this yeah. guy or seeing this. But it's just, it's just fractions of moments. Yeah. And finally, did you ever go talk to the coach and let him know that this deal existed? Yeah. Because you didn't show you us that you scene. Would. Yeah. So either it happened and he went, no, it ain't happening. Don't bother looking. Yeah. Or he or, said, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll do it for you. But then, then he's a liar. But it was, it was, it was a really weird thing that we didn't get to see that. There's, yeah, there's no like even attempt at it that we get to see. I will say the coach, sorry, the actor playing the second coach, Coach Divine from the Green Bay Packers. Mm-hmm. I thought he was excellent in a very small role. Mm-hmm. I think he's tremendous. Uh, I believe he's also from Hoosiers. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Rudy visits Fortune, and Fortune says, "I thought you weren't the quitting type." And he goes, yeah, well, they're not going to play me. And he dresses Rudy down for his defeatist attitude. And we find out that Fortune was a player. <laughs> There's a very interesting narrative here. Yeah. And he goes, I thought I wasn't getting started because of the color of my skin. So someone put some crazy thoughts into my head about things I should do. And I quit the team. Mm-hmm. I've regretted it every day since. And so I guess theoretically, he won't let himself watch the game because it haunts him. Yeah. Now, there is a... There is a world where this narrative can be 100% authentic. Mm-hmm. Hmm. There's also a world where it's like quieting down. It's not because of this when merely it might have been about this. Yeah. Uh, it's a little too, it's a little too cookie cutter for me. It's very. It, it kind of turned it almost into like a fairy tale Disney-esque 
I was going to say it's it's Doc Hudson in Cars. Someone told me it was about racism, but racism doesn't exist at Notre Dame University. (laughs) And I was too dumb to know that. (gasps) Satire. Yes. So uh, we, uh, according to Rudy, the character of Fortune was a combination of three different people that were helping him to realize his dream of playing football for Notre Dame. So how much of this is really ever specific? We don't know. Yeah. We don't know. Uh, the players see Rudy come back to practice, and they begin a slow clap. And the coach is like, oh, Rudy's back. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, we get to the jersey scene, and every player, starting with the big defensive lineman who wouldn't hit him. the He's the captain, isn't he? Uh, sorry, he's the second one. Sorry, the first one is uh, the captain, who's who's a uh, a black kid, who's either a junior or a senior, comes in and says, "I want Rudy to play in my place." And then uh, the coach says, "Forget, I mean, we're playing Georgia Tech, and you're an Amer- start acting like a captain. You're 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 an all American and a captain. Act like it. Now, an all American means you're one of the best players in the country. Is what it means." Mm-hmm. Um, he's act like it, and he goes, "I believe I am." And then he's followed by the second guy, who's the big guy, who yeah. who who um, Rudy got mad at for not him not tackling him. And, I'm Spartacus. Yeah, and they all say the same thing and put their jerseys on the desk. But about the sixth guy, he's like, "Sup." <laughs> <laughs> but lines have become less meaningful. Yeah. Uh, and then I guess the, the, we don't see it. And that would have been a good scene to do, too. Let me see that Ru- when Rudy finds out he's going to yeah. play. Yeah. You'd think. We would have got another little. Uh, Instead, little you're not going to believe it. Scene. We got like a time jump. And, and the last 90 to 100 minutes has been about this. And we, yeah, and we just get a cutaway to him then telling his, his brother, he's phone Frank. Yeah. I want to see you here with mom and dad. No, I know they're coming. I want you to come too. <clears throat> Um, in reality, Coach Dan Devine announced that Rudy would dress for the Georgia Tech game during practice a few days before. The dramatic scene in which Rudy's senior teammates laid their jerseys on Devine's desk in protest never happened. According to Rudiger, Devine was persuaded to allow him to dress after only a number of se- after only after a number of senior players requested he do so. Devine had agreed to be depicted as the heavy in the film for dramatic effect but was chagrined to find out the extent to which he was vilified, saying the Jersey scene is unforgivable, it's a lie, and it's untrue. And I believe he's gone on records later since, saying if anybody had done that, they'd never play for me again. Which I believe is kind of the point. It's their last game. Yeah. yeah. Um, we see uh, game day. We see D-Bob, Elsa, Rudy's parents showing up to the game. The dad says, this is the most beautiful sight these eyes have ever seen. Dad's way too into his college football. Yeah, this is weird. <laughs> like, he's got kids, he's been yeah. married, and yet somehow this an empty an empty thing. football stadium where they haven't come on the field yet is the most beautiful thing his <laughs> eyes have ever seen. Oh, dear. <sighs> um, I think those gas leaks have gotten to him. Yes. <laughs> the coach tells the seniors to enjoy our last ever game. This must be college football 101 or high school football 101 before they go through the tunnel the captain asks rudy if he's ready for this he goes i've been ready for this my whole life of course he has so they let him go through the tunnel first and rudy spots fortune waiting by the tunnel and fortune looks good he really does what a stylish man yeah 
Absolutely. Oh, I want Fortune to like take me out and teach me how to dress. Like, <laughs> buy me some clothes. No, this is this is very. He looks so he stylish. Yeah. I thought he looked stylish then. Yeah. I think now I'm like, this guy is just a good-looking man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I've got. Uh, they run onto the field, and I think this is the first time we get to see the field with the, the players and everything on at once yeah. as well. D Bob spills his coffee. He's so excited. He's like, he's like <laughs> the styrofoam cup, the coffee goes flying. Um, Elsa has lost her glasses and uh, not like lost them, lost them, but she just, I guess she's marriage or coupled them benefits her because now she's not wearing them. More attractive, I guess. <laughs> uh, Frank spots that Rudy is number 45 and tells his parents. And coach tells the boys this is the most important game of their life. And are you ready for some football? We have a football montage. And the football scenes have an added sense of realism because the camera is never on the field with the players. Mm-hmm. The camera's always on the sidelines, so it looks like a broadcast yeah. game of football. Uh, that was an intentional decision. Makes sense. Uh, also because they actually shot during the halftime of a real game. Uh, oh. Okay. So uh, you probably didn't want to get like any, any extras then, have you? No, yeah. But the, the other flip side is you don't really want to get like any any issues where like you're dropping pieces of equipment on yeah. the field or stuff like that. We get to late in the fourth quarter, and Notre Dame intercepts the ball for a touchdown. Now you've both played yes. fantasy football for a few years. Yes. So yeah. I, have a, I have a football trivia question for you. Okay. Oh no. I'm gonna go through it. If you think you know it, just hang on to it till I ask for your answer. Okay. All right. When a team intercepts the ball and on that same play runs the ball all the way back for a touchdown, that is called which of these three things? A, sorry, four things. A, a pick six. B, a flea flicker. C, a Hail Mary. D, a touchback. So anything about about what your answer is? Ethan, what's the answer? The only one that I, I, I recognize is Flea Flicker, and I know I'm wrong, but I've still said Flea Flicker. Georgia. I think it's the first one. It is a pick six, right? Yeah. <laughs> because the, it's called a pick when you intercept it, and six because you get six points for a touchdown. Uh, yeah, of course. The coach then tells the – so now they're, they're ahead. Everything's going okay. The coach says, hey, play the seniors. And he goes, what about Rudy? And he goes, nah. And I'm like, well, come, come on. That's just mean. It's a kickoff. Like, like if there's it. a kickoff, have him be on the back row. Yeah. They never get to be the ones doing the tackling. What's the worst they'll do? Like the worst that happens is they're gonna if, if they get that far back, they're gonna score a touchdown anyway. Yeah, it's what was gonna happen. But uh, now the enemy. Now, but that was just clever because the enemy's not the other team. Mm. The enemy's the, the clock. And the clock. The mm-hmm. clock and the yeah, coach. Yeah. But the clock is there's only so much time left for Rudy to get on the field. Yeah. So. Uh, remember, we were told by a legacy kid it doesn't count unless you make it onto the field for a play. So yeah. now, just like the rest of the players, we're not satisfied with Rudy just being on, on the sidelines. Yeah, they up the stakes every every half hour. Yeah. <laughs> so Rudy, though, he's not petitioning. He's living and dying with he's every play. Great time. Every time they tackle someone, he's like, yeah. And then the big offensive lineman, who's not a senior, I guess, which explains why he would have given his jersey up because he's like, let him dress in my place. Yeah. Um, gets in the way of uh, uh, and says, starts going, Rudy, Rudy. Now, it's a big stadium, and there's a lot of people making noise. Yeah. You go and quietly to yourself, Rudy, Rudy. Probably ain't going to do much. 
No, I think it is a bit of a ripple effect, though, isn't it? The announcer, meanwhile, tells us about Jamie O'Hara, a senior who was highly recruited but is a disappointment. (laughs) This is Vince Vaughn. (laughs) The coach tells Vaughn, tells a player to tell Vaughn and everybody else to take a knee. Now, that would end the game. Because they take the time up with a swing. Because if you do, that's like a running play. And if you get, if you, the, the clock continues to run after a running play. As opposed to a pass, where if it falls incomplete, clock stops. Yeah. Um, and so now even the scrub coach is like looking around going, Rudy, Rudy. Uh, now Vaughn wants Rudy. He goes, I want Rudy. He's like, come on, we owe it to Rudy. And I'm like, where has this come from? Was he visited by three spirits last night? And how many of them are fortune? <laughs> um, He'd make a great ghost of. He would? Football well, pass. Can, can I say as well? Oh, no, yet to come. Yeah, go ahead, Ethan. We're pausing so oh, you can't say. Sorry. Uh, Rudy in his outfit, he looks like six years old. Oh, he does. Look he looks like some kid that they've been like, you know what? Why not? Let, let's just give it to like, him. Let's let him go every, on the pitch. Little guy. Everybody else sees like Rudy. They're like, oh, 45 is Rudy. And Favreau goes, he's so little. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the ball is thrown to O'Hare. Who, sorry, let me phrase this. Uh, sorry, I'm just trying to get back here. He's like, this is for Rudy. The offense decides to run a play, which if they would score, would get the defense back on the field, which is what they want. Because um, that's what Rudy plays. The ball is thrown to O'Hare, who's the running back. He then throws it down the field for a touchdown. That's quite rare for the, you do this sort of a play. Rudy cheers for these guys getting their moment. He's not even considering himself. It's even more to reach, and that justifies putting Rudy in the game, if you want. Vince Vaughn tells Rudy, that play, that was for you. And I'm like, this screenplay's really schlocky. And so I'm like, it's just, he, he seems like the little kid that they're being real nice to. Yeah. That was for you, champ. So he then goes off to crash some weddings. Uh, <laughs> the announcer now knows who Rudy is and tells us there was a feature on him in the student newspaper yesterday. I'd think if I was the regular play-by-play voice of the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, I might give my the, the football, uh, sorry, the, the school newspaper a glance from time to time. See what's going on in the school I could reference in my broadcast. You'd also think the film would, would reference this. Yeah, it's a, it's a total non-factor. It's a big thing. Yeah, that, yeah was it, was, how, big, how big of a groundswell was this? Yeah. yeah. At which point then wouldn't the whole school have been chanting Rudy, Rudy, Rudy? Because exactly. they all know his story. Um. Rudy gets in, the scrub coach goes to send him in, and Rudy, I mean, Rudy doesn't just walk, Rudy sprints into the game. <laughs> like, sprints hard. He is so ready. D-Bob says, this is where he goes, he's so little. <laughs> the score, and I mean the score of the instrumental music, because the the whole, like, you know, do 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 which for large portions of this movie i went i don't need to hear this non-stop uh, it's really good here yeah i did appreciate it in the montages though because i actually went oh actually the scoring is quite good yeah there's just yeah uh i was i was cut, cut and dry hit and miss with it but i thought for the football sequence it was very good here uh the play ends and rudy says what do i do and the coach says this is the uh the, the coach of the scrubs go stay out there <laughs> And we have cutaways to all the important, I've said players, realizing how poor of a choice of words that was, all the important uh, people in attendance at the game. 
and the play happens, and Rudy gets by the offensive line and tackles the quarterback behind the line of scrimmage. What's this called? Ethan, I've got three choices for you here. No shit. Is this called a safety? Is this called a sack? Or is this called roughing the passer? See, this uh, this feels like a trick question, but I'm going to fall into your trap. Roughing the passer. Georgia. They're, all three of them are real things. Everything I've said so far today has been a real thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, what, is he, what does he do again? He Explain gets by the offensive line, yep. tackles the quarterback behind yep. the line of scrimmage. And the options were? Safety. Yeah. Sack. Roughing the passer. The last one. No, roughing the passer is a penalty you get oh. for tackling the quarterback after the play's ended. Uh, I even said that was a, that was a trick that I is felt it, for. Is it the second one? It's called sack. Yeah. Yeah, a safety is if you actually you can. I knew ta- it wasn't that. A safety is if you tackle any player. It could be the quarterback in their end zone, and you get two points. Mm-hmm. There you go. I thought Rudy was gonna die here for some reason. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> no, I, no, my brain. Was Everybody like- has to watch him die, and his his no, dad yeah, can. There's, like- his dad just looks at him and he goes, "I told you, following your stupid dreams just causes everybody nothing but trouble." <laughs> I was like, Rudy's going to get tackled hard and die, and that's going to be... It's like, but he got to do it on the pitch one final wow, time. Wow, brutal. going to be our story. Um, his teammates surround him, put him on his shoulders, carrying him off the field. Fortune leaves the game, pumping his fists the whole way through. We have cutaways to all the important characters. D-Bob, who goes, who's the man now? <laughs> I didn't know this was a thing they did. Frank just says, you were right. You were right. And I'm like, he can't hear you, dude. Unless you're going to start a chant that goes like, Rudy, Rudy. Oh, by the way, the offensive linebacker goes from Rudy to Rudy, Rudy. (laughs) (laughs) He changes his pitch. I was like, what is this? Uh, And uh, then the closing Chiron says, since 1975, no no other player has been carted off the field. Five of Rudy's younger brothers went on to college, all received degrees. That's nice. And if you look carefully, in the final six minutes of the film, the real-life Rudy can be seen as a Notre Dame football fan sitting in the stands when the crowd is chanting, Rudy, Rudy. The camera points to the crowd, then cuts to a close-up of Rudy's father and brother. And if you look to the left of his father, Rudy is wearing a plaid driving cap and a dark coat with a white fur collar. Oh. There we go. Later, during the cheering, his father turns and playfully bats at the real Rudy. Oh, okay, yeah. To give him a moment. Mm -hmm. And that is our movie on Rudy. We're in the end game now. You might say we're in the end zone now. (laughs) So there we go. Uh, Who did the... Oh, Ethan did that terrible random word last week. So, uh, Georgia, we need a random word this week. Um... How do you spell that? <laughs> no, that's my impression of Beaker from the Muppets. I don't want to just do football. That's boring. Okay. Um, I'll tell you what. We had two We had two things, two questions that were here. We had pick six and we had sack. Do you want to do one of those? No, because that's you choosing, not me choosing. Well, you're choosing between them. It's called limited choice. I don't want limited choice. <laughs> I don't, I just well, unlimited choice ain't going so great for you right now. <laughs> I don't like I was like I don't want to do oh. I'll tell you what I'll come back come to you back to okay me. this is see Liam always always has one whether he's well, got one or not you were gonna choose me well, that's the whole idea why it's random no one ever expects the random inquisition <laughs> <laughs> 
So, uh, the money, money, money. I gotta check that because I don't think the number I have on my list is correct. So I just want to take a look here. Is it from last week? Uh, I think it must be from last week because that number seems way too high. So let me take a look here at what we've got. It won't take me very long, and I'm already there. That was a nice hint. Budget twelve million dollars. Mm-hmm. What does it take home, mm-hmm. Georgia? Seventy. Seventy seven zero. Mm-hmm. Okay, and Ethan. Fifty. Fifty. George's bet was six times its budget. Ethan's was about four times its budget. Uh, the correct answer is it takes home $22.8 million. Oh, Jesus. On a $12 million budget. That's all right. I mean, yeah, that's, yeah, that's no, quite I a nice being, little thing. Yeah. I was being generous. So, yeah, you're both being very generous. So, yes, technically Ethan wins, but that is it. Uh, the awards. I don't think there are any awards. I'm just looking here. I think I missed this one. Uh, no, there's no awards placed here. It does list on quite highly on some like best sports films of all time lists, but nothing there. My note about Jack Black is obviously from last week. <laughs> who would you have cast as who? I mean, Ethan's got to be Rudy. Yeah. I'm yeah. the little guy. Rudy. 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 <sighs> it's such a single character sort of thing. It really is. It's where oh. a lot of the problems with the film are, actually, mm. the fact that it follows him so closely. Georgia, you could be... Oh, you could be Mary. Yeah. Mary, Mary, quite contrary. How does your garden grow? I want to. I can't be fortune because for well, it depends if fortune really did. Is fortune really based on a guy who was black who then thought he was getting problems? I'm basically asking, can you rewrite this as a white character? Yeah, because it's not a real person. Yeah. Because I, I like the mentorship of I like the idea, but he t- he he like well, talks about the importance of, of education. If you can't You're be that class, one, you can be the um. The what Favreau? Priest. No, you. Oh, Father Kavanaugh. Yeah. I guess so. Can you oh, imagine me saying after 30 years of two things I've learned, there's a God and I'm not him? <laughs> no, because you No, would I would him. not say I was him, no. <laughs> no, although, although, although a slightly ego-driven priest isn't really... I mean, there are lots of ego-driven priests out there, but... Uh, Captive audience. Um, I think they play, you see them more traditionally, you think of them in an American setting, than a Canadian or a British <laughs> setting. Reverend Bruce, I'm sure, could share some stories of yeah. ego-driven priests. I'm sure it does happen. So, did this film have a villain problem? Yes. I was going to say yes because of the weird conflict at the end about the the deal that might not have even been discussed. Like, I don't know how you do it because you can't get closure on it because you want the last scene to be him being carried off the field. That's yeah. the best ending. But then you can't get Frank admitting he was, unless he looks into the, uh, what I guess he should have happened is he should have looked up at his dad and and you just could have had them all you could have yeah. had them all clapping at him and even his brother could have been like yeah, pointing yeah. at him like it's it's, it's cheesy it's cheesy but this whole film's cheesy oh, so wow. i'm gonna steer into it <laughs> yeah yeah uh, for the give the weak word should we just steel as in steel the metal s-t-e-e-l yes all right i like me some lateral thinking but there we go steel steel here we are I have a. I've already got an idea in my head. So there we go. <laughs> I've got the winner in my head, folks. If you can bring it at me, <laughs> at least what I think the winner will be. So, <laughs> someone can still beat it. Um, yeah, because the, the the villains in this film, depending on the time of the film is, it's 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 his brother. Yeah. Small moments. It's his dad. Um. It's the new head coach. Yeah, so it's a bit tricky in the fact, and the the, the the stakes keep getting moved. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't do a very good job at that, does it? I'm gonna try and save this one with a straight face. Whose story is it? <laughs> you know whose story it is? 
Rudy. Rudy. Role of women, non-existent. Women are the things that get in way of your dreams. And when you ask them to wait, they cheat on you with your brother. Literally it, yeah. You've got the three, wo- oh. the three women architects. You've got Mary, woman who want house, ugly girl until she takes off the glasses. <laughs> and, 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 and mother. And mother. mother. So the four archetypes of women. <laughs> oh, look, it's Rudy. <laughs> I think they're chanting for Rudy. <laughs> She had to sit there and listen to her husband say, this is the most beautiful it's thing like, these yeah, eyes yeah, have yeah, ever yeah. seen. About a football pitch. Yeah. She probably thought it was her that realized he was looking past her. Yeah. <laughs> uh, other big questions. Is Fortune God? <laughs> I don't think he is. Too many I other characters I, I interact with him. It. But like, all of a sudden, like he's ready to go out on, on the field and Fortune's just like leaning against the wall. Like if someone went, he's just if really someone cool. went, if someone went, if he went, who's that? Hey, it's Fortune. Who's Fortune? That guy. Oh, he died five years ago. His name is also Fortune. His name is Fortune. Yeah. <laughs> Although I don't, I, think, think, I don't think his name's ever given during no, the film. I think it is. Yeah. The Which father's like, I believe in two things. There's a god, and his name is Fortune. <laughs> he goes, <laughs> and it is never mentioned. Later, he points at him and goes, That's him. <laughs> I thought he said two things. Well, I knew I wasn't him. <laughs> I didn't tell you who was. I just said I wasn't. And to know for certain that you're not probably means you know who is. So uh, I got my thing. other big questions. Here's my other big question: Is this an all-time great sports movie? I don't think I've seen enough. Sports so I've got sports. my. I went back to our real roundtable. Oh, I had when we did it. At the, I was the only. It's so ranked twenty third on our list mm. because I was the only one who voted for it because I was the one who'd seen oh, it. Yeah. I imagine I had it at five. Now looking back, rewatching it, I would change my position on it. Mm. But let me just remind you of your of your top ten, if I can. I'll go for it. Okay. So you had from one to ten, okay? Yeah. Whip it. Yeah. Uh, so I'll just name it, and you say if it's better than Rudy. Okay? If the, fil- if the film you're saying so, is better. So, yeah, is this better okay. than Rudy? Yeah. Whip it. Yes. A League of Their Own. Yes. High School Musical. Yes. I do challenge the sports message. Sport <laughs> Wild Child. Yes. Cool Runnings. Yes. Mister- there's a team element to it, you know? It's Mystery Alaska. Yes. Okay, then I've got Dodgeball on your list, but I don't think Dodgeball was on your list. No, probably. I it's have Vince, seen that. Oh, it's Vince Vaughn. Is it? Yeah, he's, he's, he's the lead guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we remember Vince Vaughn movies. I went Dodgeball when you went, I don't know that. I was like, oh, it mustn't be on your list. No, you didn't say Dodgeball I did. earlier, did you? I, I did. I didn't hear It'll it. be there. It was a quote. Uh, yeah. Oh, you, you just quoted it. Oh, I, I went, I went we could play Dodgeball. Okay, I said, we could play Dodgeball. I wouldn't have. It's the line from Dodgeball. Oh, I've seen it. I don't know it. Okay. <laughs> Lamar 66 that is a better film is there a difference between better film and better sports film yeah yeah I think there is I think there is yeah yeah and I think this is a better sports film oh okay interesting and then I've got Days of Thunder yeah so it's better than Days, it's of, Thunder. Better than Days of Thunder okay and then Rocky absolutely better than okay so we got somewhere around seven to eight it looks yeah. like we're sitting okay Ethan same question okay Battle of the Sexes oh Battle of the Sexes is better than yeah me. I'm starting with number one so I'm expecting to hear yeah. Million Dollar Arm. Better. Creed. Better. Moneyball. Good choice. Better. I, Tanya. Better. Eddie the Eagle. Oh, they're both really cheesy. 
See, I'm bumping Eddie the Eagle ahead of Rudy on my new yeah. list if I had yeah, to. Yeah, it's it's more it's more cohesive. It's got two characters, which really helps, yeah. actually. Yeah. Uh the color of money. Better. Ooh. Mighty Ducks. Rudy's better than Mighty Ducks. Okay, there we are. So somewhere around eight or seven for you as well. So there we are. Yeah. Just thought I'd give that a go. I've re-ranked it. I had it at five. I'd probably go closer to six or seven now. Not that I, not that I didn't like this, but I've watched the other ones more recently and was able to go, okay, no, this was that was better than this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think when you remember, because I'll say this, like the last five minutes of this film are great. Yeah. Because it does what sports does, which is actually really interesting. The idea that you're like, my team is behind. There's three minutes left. Can they score the equalizing goal? Can they hold on to win? That anxiety is really hard to create in a film where it's so Hollywood. But this isn't about a win. The team are winning This is about does Rudy get in? And I can feel time slipping away. So I think that's – so I think I remember it too much on the last five minutes and not the hour and 14 minutes that come before (laughs) it. It's that feel-good part that that always sticks with anyone. Yeah. Like Uh, we said last week. Let's hit our – Rock in the ending. Uh, best character. Um, it's probably Fortune, but the, if not Rudy, okay. Ethan, but it's also a Fortune. Yeah, I'm gonna go Fortune as well. I thought Fortune was great. Yep. Um, best moment, best element. Uh, probably the last little bit where okay. he actually gets on the last sequence. Definitely not Ethan? the montages. Ethan, he's still with us. Yeah, I'm just thinking. I was gonna say the Rudy chant, but you know, was what? It, was it, hang on, which one was it? Was it Rudy? Rudy? Or was it Rudy? Rudy. Rudy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm gonna go. I'm actually gonna go with when he's doing his little uh, cosplay impression to Fortune because I'm like, you know what? That's really endearing. I, I, I fully want you to go on Rudy, even if this is a very washed version of you for the audience. I'm gonna go with it's the last five minutes, but I'll honorable mention therefore that one shot where he's outside of the stadium and it does that long reverse zoom. Yeah, that's very this, good. As part of that. just the cinematography overall yeah. was really strong, I felt, in this film. Uh, probably better than any other creative element in the film. Yeah. Yeah. Including the acting, including the writing, including the cinematography is the single best thing in this film. Yeah. Minus a really good last five minutes. Mm. Uh, best, uh, sorry, a grumble. A grumble, George. The amount of montages and the amount of time <laughs> this film actually takes place over because it threw me. And I, because I don't, well, I think it doesn't help that I don't entirely understand American like high school and college um, systems anyway. So when it just jumps and it gives like a, what I guess would be a key or a trigger word for someone who understands the system, like I'm a junior now or I'm a this now or I have this many, that doesn't work for yeah. me because I don't understand it. So I guess I'm not sure I really college. got it when I was watching it, but yeah, I just I don't really understand what goes on in the montage. There's a lot of montages. Yeah. It's the best way to show acquisition of skills, but yeah. It is, yeah, but there was it was like there was no, a this movie loved a montage of the film. Ethan. You know, for a film that's nearly two hours long, uh fuck all happens for most of it. <laughs> there is because I was going through it's like, what could you add here? And I'm like, you can add so much. Yeah. Somehow that's four hours. Still the same amount of time can like the it can be the same runtime if you change everything but still keep the story structure uh, i don't even I, find your, like uh rudy's whole thing com- like that compelling because i'm like it's a little bit silly but it's a fun little like goofy film but 
if they'd have like written more story and less montage, maybe I'd feel more compelled. Um, it's a two hour film, mm. so it's not short. But I thought Act One needed more because I didn't care about any of these characters. Like him breaking up with his girlfriend should have meant something. Yeah. Therefore, because you know what? His betrayal by his girlfriend with his brother meant nothing. Nothing at all. The death of his best friend meant nothing. Nothing. His buddy calling him John Wayne bullshit meant nothing. Nothing. Because (laughs) nothing was given a chance to breathe. And instead it was like, no, we need more. Him checking his mail and just like taking notes. It was just, yeah. Oh, like, uh, yeah, I'm probably asked to be two and 20. And maybe for some reason they didn't want to do that. But I think it needed it. I do. Because mm. otherwise, start when he gets to uni and give us like a flashback or give us just an exposition. I give don't some, know. Give some decent, decently well-written and crafted exposition and start yeah. later on. Yeah. I don't know. I guess you want his childhood story as part of it. Like all my life, people have yeah. doubted me. And, and I get that. But then you needed 20 more minutes. And that's okay. You know what? I wasn't sitting here watching it going, Why is this so long? I feel like this is dragging. I didn't no. feel like it was dragging. So actually, I think you had never 15 minutes easy you, you could have put on here, especially in Act 1 to make me care about these characters because you kill off. The, the first sign was Pete. Like I should have cared. Yeah. <laughs> I should have cared. And you just didn't. Yeah. yeah. So there we are. Uh, anybody's best role ever? Uh, no, not Sean Astin. I would have said it a little while ago. Mm-hmm. He's he's much better as Samwise Gamgee. And yeah. you wait till we get to Return of the King because the guy the guy is, that, that is that's his the film. guy is robbed of an Oscar in that third. Yeah. One. I really believe that. So there we go. Yeah. George and I were talking just last week about uh, <laughs> having to watch that third. I think the word "having" was the word that was used. Well, no, mine was more because oh, I you haven't seen the second one yet. Second one, you have to watch the second so one. I have to watch the second one. There we go. Before I watch the third, they uh, they had the extended edition in yeah, cinema right next to my uni the other day. Oh, I was different on the big was, screen, maybe. It was four and a half hours, yeah. no, and that's like an hour. That's an extra hour of different endings. And I'll tell you I, what. I, I can never get through this it. This is what cinema is going to have to do because I, th- I think th- I think the things that you're willing to go in and see now is going to be much more selective. Mm. Yeah, I just think it is. I think it was hard before. You look at the numbers of some of these movies before the pan, not the pandemic, before the strike happened. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, we had a uh, Barbie and Oppenheimer. But they were outliers. They were outliers. Yeah. Like Mission yeah. Impossible lost a lot of money. Indiana Jones lost a lot of money. Like I was thinking on the way home the other day. Like I think we might be in a situation where sequel fatigue has finally won out, and the audience yeah. is going, "I ain't doing it anymore." Yeah. I, I'm not just watching the newest blank because you keep ruining all the things I care about anyway. Which explains yeah. also why Barbie and Oppenheimer were outliers as well. Because yeah, they because there was something sequels, new. They were new. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I think you things like what you're describing, Ethan. I think that's the kind yeah. of thing that'll. Now it's harder. Like nothing will be huge across the world, but individual cinemas are going to have to find those things to get people in. Yeah. Like, uh, I think my local cinema is doing, uh, they're doing Rocky Horror. I'd love to see it, except mm. for it's on a Sunday, and we do this on a Sunday night. <laughs> but I think on a Thursday in a couple of weeks, we're doing The Lost Boys. I think I'm going to go see that, because I teach it. So I think I'm definitely mm. going to go ahead and watch on the big screen. Yeah, I know the, uh, uh, the Lux in Wisbeach are putting on some like, horror films over yeah, October. It's like, they get people in to see those sorts of things, because seeing that on a big screen like, is a different experience. Liam and I went and saw Home Alone on the big screen, and The Terminator on the big screen. Yeah. Uh, in the last couple of years, and it was really good. Yeah. And I, I uh, let me go see Back to the Future one on the big screen. That'd be great. There's I saw several, T two on the big screen. It was amazing. There's several cinemas at the moment for Disney 100 putting on, yeah, like the old classics, putting that on a big S- cinema screen because yeah. they've not yeah. ever had. what well, they we did have. A they release, did. Like I, I saw them a lot of them in the 80s, but it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's like it's, that. That's been a long. That's a long yeah. time. Yeah. Um, the light in Cambridge um, before would ha- would be showing films from 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. And I was like, I've got all this free time now that I'm back at uni. And I was like, I'll go see a film or something. 
doesn't start till f- no film starts showing there until four, and it's yeah. all like the Equalizer, the Expendables, and no one's going to see them. I look in, and no, like every screen's like two people. That's it. Yeah. There's just nothing anymore. Yeah, I don't know what the answer to it is. I mean, uh, I want to see Bottoms. I'd love to go see Bottoms, but that's having like a singular nation release in the US and nowhere else. Like The Dark Knight was redone when when Oppenheimer came out. One of my local cinemas mm. did all well, the best of Nolan. And I wish I'd known about it sooner because I would have loved to have yeah. gone and seen. Uh, oh, they did that the, for the, Batman the, Day as well. The, the Dark Knight again. It would have been really good. Yeah. Uh, so these are not going to be the kind of things, but unfortunately we are not there yet. No. Uh, so yeah, so my best role ever, that's about it. No one else makes the... Makes the cut, so to speak. Uh, they don't get to dress. I never want to hurt my age. What's my age again? What's my age again? Age game, age game. Let's all play the age game. And this is the actors, not the uh, characters, because that would jump every few seconds. So we're going to keep it uh, stationary here. So we have Rudy, 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 Sean uh, Aston. <laughs> Rudy, 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 Rudy. Ah. Uh, oh, Sean Astin. Uh, I'm going to guess Sean Astin is. I'm trying to remember what Goonies was. Okay. I'm going to guess he is 22. I'm going to guess 20. That is Ian's point. He is 22. Hey! I, I did basically go, okay, how old is the Goonies? Okay, add a couple more years. <laughs> then the man who nearly killed me, uh, John Favreau. Okay. 23. 25. He is 27, so that is another huh? Ian. Uh, then Ned Beatty, the, the father. Okay, he is... 54. Oh, as if, okay, 55. He's 56. <laughs> so we have our winner, but for funsies, and also to keep it all the ones I wrote down, finally... <laughs> Charles S. Dutton. Wait, you wrote down four? Yeah, I wrote down four. <laughs> That's begging for a tie. You got lucky. Fortune. Fortune. Hey, fortune, fortune. favors the brave, so. Yeah. 37. I. Th- oh. 35. Did you say 37, Georgia? Yeah. Okay. You're the closest. He's 42. Wow. It's a good-looking man. He's a good-looking man. Yeah. Good man. yeah. There we go. For- so I told you Fortune favored the Brave. You went first. Yeah. <laughs> so there we are. Uh, now it's time for the critics. The good, the bad, and the ebs. Where are we going with this today? So we have got... It was actually quite difficult to find a good one. Um, but we've got Jeff Sharon from the Seattle Times. He says, The film is so effective because Rudy is never seen as mock heroic and he's never lifted towards unrealistic achievement. He simply does the very best he can. Um, and then we have Kenneth Turin from the Los Angeles Times. This is a bad one. It got he, he wrote it rotten. It says, Underneath its rah-rah spirit, the PG-rated Rudy is straightforward enough to raise, albeit unintentionally, some troubling questions. <laughs> And then we have our good friend Roger Ebert. Ebs. He says, Aston's performance is so self, self-effacing, so focused and low-key that we lose sight of the underdog formula and begin to focus on this dogged kid who won't quit. And the last big scene is an emotional powerhouse, just the way it's supposed to be. Three and a half. Yep. Yeah. There we are. 
Uh, I put out a fleece, as I'm known to do, and so this is a great film, good film, okay film, or poor film. 31% call this an okay film. Whoa. 27 say great. 23 good. 19 poor. Our beetroot metric, 50%. That's a low one. 50-50. It's one of the lower ones we've yeah. definitely had. Uh, what did our friends of the podcast have to say, Georgia? Uh, just two to go. We've got one from AJ whose thoughts simply are, good film, exclamation mark, <laughs> which I appreciate the brevity. Um, and then we have one from Ryan Maybe Kukets. the rest will show up after a time jump. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> uh, one from Ryan Kukets who says, let me preface this by saying I'm a huge sports fan and love sports movies, especially those based on true stories. With that being said, I find Rudy to be one of the worst. Oh. It's really a two-hour-long commercial to sell... School name? Notre Dame. Notre Dame. So that's the I was gonna say, that's how I was gonna say the first time. Sorry, um, Notre Dame to boosters and supporters and show. Look, everybody wants to play for us. I found the most of the story extremely cheesy and overdone. From the players sticking up for Rudy at the end when they carry him off the field. Um, for more context on that point, everybody to Joe Montana's comments about Rudy being carried off the field by the la- by the team's three biggest jokesters. In the end, good for Rudy Rudiger for making himself a household name and for playing twenty seven seconds of D one football and making some money before a time when college players could do that for themselves. Yeah, I might have reached out to uh, Mr. Rudiger. He uh, promptly did not even respond to my uh, request. So not promptly then. <laughs> He's found a way to uh, to monetize his story, and God bless him for it. This feels like it's like the wonderful world of Disney sort of formula mm. released after that was a thing. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. This is a movie that was 15 years after its time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we've got uh, from the, the Fledgling fandom, uh, I got a note here from Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. Who says, I've never heard of this. I'm intrigued. Yeah. <laughs> Stu from the Stu World Order podcast says, Rudy came to my elementary school and did a speech. I remember nothing about it. <laughs> and then Shoot the Flick says, Rudy's an okay film. A little slow, but still okay. We covered it on the podcast a while back, and my wife said Sean Astin sometimes comes off as creepy. Oh, Thoughts? Well, I didn't think he did. There you go. So there we go. Uh, so there is that. Uh, I've done the critics here. One final critic. Hmm. Is it Rudy? As referenced by... Oh, who was the second person who left feedback? Ryan Kukets. Was it Ryan Kukets? Yeah. Said, as a guest on the Dan Patrick Show on September 8th, 2010, Joe Montana, who was an active member of the team when Rudiger played in the Georgia Tech game. I got to stop by saying Joe Montana is considered one of the greatest quarterbacks in the history of the game. Okay. He was he was Tom Brady before Tom Brady name, was Tom Brady. Yeah. Oh, okay. Confirm the Jersey scene never happened, saying, it's a movie, remember. Not all that is true. The crowd was enchanting. Nobody threw in their jerseys. He did get in the ball game. He got carried off after the game. Nearly 10 years later, in an interview on the Barstool Sports Pardon My Take podcast, Montana reiterated the Jersey scene and crowd chanting did not actually occur. He also implied carrying Rudiger off the field was sarcastic rather than celebratory, saying, was there a lot of things that happened? Yeah, he got in. He got a sack. Was the crowd chanting? No. Did I throw in my jersey? No. Did he get carried off the field? He got carried off by three of the biggest pranksters on the team. That's a bit cynical. Yeah. Joe, let someone else have a limelight, buddy. <laughs> if you like this film or episode, you would like, uh, I would say, Cool Runnings. Yeah. I would say A League of Their Own. They're both kind of old-timey kind of sports films that have a lot of heart. Mm-hmm. And that's what this is. Yeah. If you wouldn't like, because we kept calling it like a Disney-esque thing. Remember the Titans? Remember the Titans? Good shout. Yeah. We cover that on our sister pod. Schmaltzy. Um, talking to Mickey. 
which charted this week in Norway again. So, yeah. Oh, there you go. There, this is what we do. And Japan. So. Of course. It's always Japan. Thank you, Japan, <laughs> uh, for keeping Sock and Mickey alive long past its expression date. <laughs> um, time for our ratings. Our ratings. Georgia, what are you going to give us? Um, I didn't dislike this film. I think it's just a fine film. Um, I wouldn't go as far as to say, oh, we, we, as we saw, I don't think it's a brilliant sports film. I think it could be a lot, lot better if it actually put a little bit effort, of effort into character development. Um, and I'm going to go as far as to say character development of Rudy as well because it's just so many... He's very, very one note. It's, I want this one thing. I'm going to get it. Like, I, I don't really even feel any emotion from him other than that really at all. Um, and actually, I got frustrated at him when he decided he was going to quit because I was like... But not because he'd put so much effort in because I was like, don't waste this 90 minutes of a film I've already watched. Like, don't do yeah. this to me. Um, so, yeah. Um, don't hate it. Just it was just it was fine. It was a fine film, and I'm trying to figure out what my number for a fine film is. Um, and that's fine as in just good average, not fine as in a masterpiece. So, or that it's over. That's Finn. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm gonna give it. I think it's. I think it's just seven. Just seven? A straight seven. Right. Yeah. Even. Um, I feel like it is because it's such like a little heartwarming film. I. This is like just a film that's on and you never watch again to go, ah, just felt content watching it. I didn't feel content watching it at the end. Um, I don't know if my heart's made of sawdust or something this week, but I just, it's two hours and I don't feel anything happens. And that's fine sometimes because it can just be a character thing. But Rudy has no character. Rudy's character is he's the best little guy there is yep. and nothing wrong. There is nothing the closest I, I can even get to like a uh, a negative or a like character flaw is when he goes, I'm really upset that I can't play on the team, which, yeah, sure. That, that That's like a justifiable thing. And I'm like, I'm with you, Rudy. But nothing, nothing really progresses for me. And if in like three weeks time, someone's like, tell me the characters of Rudy and don't say Rudy. I'm going to blank, um, which is a just it's just that's a really stupid like reason to be against a film, but I just feel nothing from this one. Like the writing's fine; it's just its pacing's weird. It's really, really weird, uh, and unnecessary montages to understand the progression. And I, it's I find this is a weird choice for a true life film. Because I don't really get the value other than I played sports. I played on this team once. Okay, wait, hey, and on. I went back to my life. You don't get the. Uh, I don't think the they theme really... he's going for, which is anybody yeah, can achieve the, the anything is, yeah. as long as they continue to believe yeah. in themselves. That's what he's selling. He's selling hope. Yeah. I maybe that that's more on me then because I I didn't really get that from from the film, but that's just my my negative reading, I guess. Okay. But it's not the worst thing. It's not like this is this is fine as as I'm going. So I'm going six and a half montages out of ten. It's funny you guys both use the word fine. It is fine. Yeah, uh, that's its worst quality. This reeks of people. I mean, I'm going to compare this to a much better film for a minute. People complained about Bohemian Rhapsody, saying you can tell this is like Brian May's 
fingerprints are all over it mm. because mm. the band always come off looking great and all the problems are Freddie's individual problems. <laughs> um, and so there's a problem when you go, who are we letting tell the story here? And it seems like we said in the, in the, in the, in the context corner, you know, Rudy Rudiger went about trying to sell his life story. And this is obviously his version of his life story. Yeah. And it's a lot more interesting if this guy had any flaws whatsoever besides a brief moment where he decided to quit <laughs> because he was so outraged that he was legitimately getting screwed over. <laughs> so um, I had no problem with the Hollywoodization of any of this. It's a movie. It's it's inspired by true events. It's not an actual um, documentary. It's not a documentary. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, that being said, it's really hard to measure that because the last five minutes, I think, are pure movie magic. And so where do you land the, the, the plane on this and i guess the movie is much like the life story of rudy where i go he spent a lot of time just hanging around doing nothing <laughs> and then kind of got a really last great five minutes and that's his life yeah. at least up until that point in the story and then where do you measure that do you measure it by i walked out of the theater going yeah uh the cinematography is fantastic i'll say that much yeah uh, the score was was pretty good, but it got on my nerves in places. Uh, the writing's got some severe issues with it, and the direction's got some issues because I shouldn't feel irritated with with Rudy like ever. Yeah, and if he's coming off that way, it's because the director didn't look at it well enough and go, "No, we need another take." Mm-hmm. Or there was more out of Sean Astin he didn't get. Is Sean Astin a strong enough actor to be a lead in any other movie besides Rudy? Probably not. <laughs> and I really rate him, but I think he's a character actor. And the problem was we gave a character actor nothing to do character-wise. It was all plot. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, But despite that, I guess you put it all in the wash and it comes out just fine. So (laughs) I'm going to give this seven yards when you needed ten on a first down out of ten. So there we go. So we're all pretty much in line. I'd be very curious. I think we're all going to be higher than the Patreon. Well, we are, um, but we're bang on. Well, me and you are bang on with them. One of them. Okay, so what does it come out to in the it launch? It comes out as five and a half. Five and a half. So wow. we have a seven and we have a four? Yeah. Okay. A four. Wow. Yeah. So there we go. So uh, towards the lower end, but definitely one that you can now say, you've seen Rudy. Seen Rudy. There we are. I'm glad I've seen it. We'll see Rudy at some point. <laughs> I like Rudy. I do. I do like Rudy. Uh, it's one that I remember being better, and that's because I remember for the last five minutes, yeah. which, I think, is, which mm-hmm. I think is what you remember when you see this film. Yeah. Everything's building. Everything's building up to that five minutes, but is that an enjoyable yeah. film? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So um, there we are. Uh, we want to thank uh, Julian Hermes, Lena Oberholzer, Anthony and Davies, Chris Peterson, Randall, Silva, Dwayne Smith, Dwayne Smith, the Yeatmeister, Reverend Bruce, Nate, the Great Andy Dixon, Holly Callen, Cheesy with a fish on a bike, Richard Ryan, Kukeds, Dirk, Stu, Norfolk, Domus, and AJ from Nova Scotia for their support on the Patreon. Go find out what they already know. That's what the BFE is a fun place to hang out. That's patreon.com slash bfe we kept it simple for you mm-hmm. so now i've got q about next week so i need to grab my other laptop so georgia i need you to kind of vamp for a minute while i oh, set this up that's not a good idea i'm not very good at vamping on talk about uh, how excited you feel about uh carrie just a few weeks <gasps> after oh yeah. yeah i'm very excited it's about get her to talk about herself and all it's of a sudden it's not just about me it's not just about me we're just over just under three weeks till we open which is very exciting we did a first full run on thursday um which went surprisingly well um 
and then we did a full run this morning as well but actually in the space on the stage um so we've figured out a few issues well we've spotted a few issues that need figuring out which is now with this kind of stage we're in we're in sort out the tech sort out the blocking in the space and that sort of thing on wednesday i'm very excited because on wednesday we are doing some pictures of me as carrie in prom gear so i'll have my pink dress on and then we're going to do a blood drop as well so we get some pictures and video of me in full full bloodied outfit which is very exciting um so i'll probably get a bit of a sugar high after that because our blood is made of golden syrup chocolate syrup and food coloring so all right there we go um you say it's not all about you but you are playing the titular role i am but it's the first time i've played a titular role i've never played a titular role before they're actually quite they're not that common Uh hang on i think i hang on i did in a gilbert and sullivan piece yes i was a very bad baron of rudigore yeah, Are you not the titular role in Sound of Music, or is that more an ensemble? Titular role. Titular, not lead, buddy. As in, so she would have to be either the sound or, or the music. music. Oh, okay. So I was, I don't think I count as being Chicago in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> or Oklahoma in Oklahoma, although, uh, yeah, I was a force in both of those uh, lo- there, locales. There, there aren't actually that I was not any of a nights in Twelfth Night. <laughs> no. <laughs> so it's like they have a tenant is the titular doctor yes okay yeah that's it so yeah so So macbeth if you play macbeth Macbeth, hamlet romeo juliet those things are titular roles ahsoka is the titular ahsoka there you go yep um so let's have a go here so what we did so let's talk about what we're doing next week because there's a bunch of options here and georgia you we discovered you aren't going to be here for any of these obviously i'm not no but i can still do like a react thing if you want okay so here's the short list that i can read out okay here were the nominees and i'll say who nominated them so the nominees for a movie we're going to do next week, the nominees are... I'm not filming it. Do you want me to film it? Yeah, probably. It'd be okay. a good idea. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. All right. I'm just getting situated. Do you want to be in this? No, my, no, my hair is terrible, out. so I don't okay, really want to cool. be in it. Why am I stood up then? I, was I being, have no idea. I was being... I thought you might want to be in it because it's a... No, I'm okay. okay. I'm just wearing a white t-shirt, which washes me out anyway, so... <laughs> White t-shirt, pasty white face, and <laughs> hair of it's losing its pigment by the moment, so no, I'm just a, a run of... Uh, I'm going to be Scrooge one day, basically. Scrooge Scrooge who liked a good meal. I already have my Christmas film pick. So, you know, there you are? Yeah. Here we are. One of these could have been, a few of these could have been a Halloween pick, so we'll take a look. Okay, so for, are you recording? I'm recording. For movies that could be reviewed next week, the nominees are <laughs> The Death of Stalin, brought to us by The Shy Guy. Shy Guy. Ooh. From Andy Dixon, The Green Mile. Okay, that's... I've Tom Hanks that. back to 11, yeah. if that happens. Yeah. I think the two are Japanese anime coming up. Okay. From the uh, original mind that could only be Leonor Oberholzer, the Red Turtle, oh. and Pig. I've heard of Pig. pig. I've heard of Pig. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Pig's um is uh it's it's is not it Ghibli um, or is it something else? No, that Pig is like a live action thing. It's, oh, is it? Uh, it's Nicolas Cage. Oh, is it? Yeah. All right. It's like one of his more weirder recent ones. That's saying something when it's Nick Cage. Uh, from the Ensign himself, Ensign Ian Davies, 2009's Star Trek. Of course. Oh. From Hermes, and he brought this one up once before, mm. The Last Samurai. I've heard good things about that. Also from Hermes, The Fly. Have heard of it, but don't think it'd be my kind of film. <sighs> the final pick from Hermes, mm. American History X. Oh, my God. I heard of it, but don't know what it's about. That's a hard Nazis. one. I'm glad I'm not here. Um, well, modern-day <laughs> Nazis, yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, like white supremacist. Yeah, yeah. From Dirk, District 9, which I could Ooh. teach if I wanted to. So I'll, it's be interesting to watch. I haven't heard of that one. From Ryan Kukets, Moneyball. Ooh, I don't know that one either. It was on Ethan's list of top sports yeah. movies. Oh. From Ryan Kukets. Who framed Roger Rabbit? I've always oh, wanted to watch yeah. that. I haven't ever actually seen it. If you get a chance, you could, you, you could watch it and just leave some yeah, thoughts if you like want to. to yeah. Um, from Chris Peterson, and I'll give you credit, uh, Andy Dixon and Chris Peterson both have pivoted based on requests I made because oh, they were good. films that Liam really would have wanted to see to, yeah. to be here to review. Yeah. The Elephant Man. Oh. Yeah, it's considered, uh, it's considered a classic, so he definitely went back a bit on the second pick. From Nate the Great. Disney Pixar's Inside Out. Oh, nice. Okay. From Norfolk Thomas, The Imitation Game. That's, oh. what's his face, isn't it? Alan Tur- Cumberbatch, yeah. Turing? Turing, yeah. yeah. Yes. From Cheesy. Bit of fish on a bike. Shaun of the Dead. I quite like Shaun You won't be happy about that one. Yeah, I teach that one, so that's all right. From Dwayne Smith, Arrival. Which Ooh. I believe is Amy Adams. Uh, yeah, no, uh, arrive. Yeah, I'm confused with annihilation. I'm yeah, pretty sure Amy it's Adams Amy Adams. Adams. Yeah. yeah. Also from Dwayne Smith, Room. Oh, the Brie Larson one. I can. Yeah, I think so. It's in. Okay, it's, it's, it's in my film textbook. We don't teach yeah. it, but yeah, it's a, something we could. And from Richard, Paths of Glory. I think he basically went, all right, you guys do so much popcorn stuff. Here's some here's some proper <laughs> cinephile stuff. So we got a mix. We got a mix of all a variety of genres. We got a mix of time periods. So we are going to bring up, I've got it all on a wheel here. Uh, I'm going to make this so it's apply wheel changes. There we are. And it's officially on here. Uh, I will do this for a second. Here we go. I'll send a, there's our screen cap I can send out yeah. of, of all the picks. So everyone can see that we did it legit. All right, here it goes. This is as loud as it'll go. So I don't know if it'll pick up the, uh, the sound of it, but one spin to win. We're bringing back a BFF at the BFE. Oh. Hermes, we're going to invite back on yeah. to see The Last Samurai. Oh, okay. So The Last Samurai. So thank you, everybody, who put your stuff in. This ended up being a lot of fun. We're, we're going to do this again. Yeah. So we're going to make this a bit of a rolling <laughs> a rolling thing. Because it's fun to get other people's voices. Ironically, we'll prove that by bringing Hermes back on. But <laughs> but you pays, you, you, you pays your pledge, you gets the breaks to a degree. And he got he got, no, he got, he got three <laughs> cracks. Really strange. He got three cracks at it. You buy your ticket, you get your laundry. (laughs) 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 So there we go. So I've never seen this. Uh, I haven't. So it'll be me, it'll be Ethan, it'll be Megs, and then we'll have Hermes with us for the end game. So that'll be a lot of fun. So there we go. So that's that. So Tom Cruise. I'm wondering how well this is aged. I've not seen it at all. I'm hoping he's playing a Westerner who goes out east. I, I hope that's the answer. <laughs> I, I, I have no 2003. idea. 2003. Yeah. Should be. Should be. Let, let's hope. Yeah. So, there we are. 
Looking forward to that. He tried to bring that a while back, and he hadn't hit the criteria yet. And so I said you could use uh, anybody who was a BFF at the BFE. I said you could, if you haven't used your, I said you can use one of them can be a wild card pick or something yeah. like that. So we went ahead and used it. So there we are. So it is the last summer. It was almost American History X. And I was like, that's good. I did have the stomach for that, yeah. I'd be all right. But, but, but. It's it's an intense film, and I got a yeah. I got a personal story to share about that one. So there we are. Yeah. Uh, just about watching it, <laughs> <laughs> not that somehow you know. <laughs> I think it's set in like L.A. Not about like yeah. you know South Central L.A. mirrored my life in rural <laughs> rural Canada. Uh, so there we are. So uh, that's really all that's left to do. So George, you can be away for a few weeks. Liam's gonna be away for a few weeks. We've yeah. got Ethan. We've got Megs. Next week we'll have Hermes. And then the following week, we're going to have a special guest. So I'm looking forward to announcing who that is next week. So there we are. So, such is. So with that in mind, I guess it's just time to say, please join us next week when we bring on Hermes, for a bit anyway, and talk about Tom Cruise in The Last Samurai. For best film ever, uh, and usually this is the part where we'd ask you join us on the flipping flop but in honor of this film with Notre Dame playing for the Irish and Rudy Rudy it's only fair to say we'll catch you on the timely jump the timely jump jump <laughs> <laughs> Please join us next week when we bring on Hermes for a bit anyway and talk about Tom Cruise in The Last Samurai for best film ever. Uh, but Ian? Uh, but Ethan? And I've been Georgia. Oh, I don't have anything. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, Rudy. Rudy. <laughs> I think I still know how I can get there. Jeez. Uh, All right. Who's doing the flippity flip flop? I don't mind. Okay, I'm going to get you to do it, but you got to follow my lead. I'm going somewhere different with it. Okay. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> oh, why are you doing like this? All right, you ready for this? Yeah.